Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. Welcome everyone to the PJ's Cast. I'm your host Pierce, alongside of my usual co-hosts uh, Reagan and Schmitty. But we have a special guest today. Um, I don't even know. Like, I think it's not that I want to call you special guest or anything, but I feel like we've had you on like enough now that you're like just you're you're part of us. Part of, like, I, I am. Uh, I am of one of you. Yeah, and that warms my heart to hear. But I mean, this is what I think my third time now. So, yeah, third or fourth. Yeah, yeah I think. I take it. You know what? I'm happy. I like that. So we're just recording this after the Blackhawks lost to the Dallas Stars. And uh, Jacob, your Buffalo Sabres also lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning and Brian Elliott. How about we talk about that first instead of the Blackhawks? Oh, we're always God. talking about the Blackhawks. Talk about the Brandon Hagel masterclass. Oh, my God. You can't see my name. I made it like the number one Brandon Hagel detester. I just, dude, when he scored, I was like, God, of course he did. Former Sabres draft pick. That game was a mess. Like, I... They've played really well recently. Like uh, they had the whole. Eight They're better than the Blackhawks in the standing. So they, they had an eight-game point streak, and they were playing some of like they they had a two-goal lead on Florida and blew it, and a two-goal lead on Carolina and blew it. I was like, okay, I have hope. Oh, now you can see why they're the back-to-back champs because they just they just throttled us, even with Brian Elliott. I feel like Tampa's just got that gear, and like we, I think the Blackhawks saw them turn it on twice this year for like five minutes, mm-hmm. and they got three goals in those five minutes. And it's just like, yeah, when Tampa wants to try, they're still pretty fucking good. But oh, you yeah. know, everyone well, keep, like sleeping on them. keep sleeping on them. Let Carolina mm-hmm. sleep on them when they face oh, them yeah. on one, because that'll be really funny when that goes. Yeah, they'd be like down two one to the Blackhawks, and it's like, okay, that's not acceptable. Let's uh, let's so turn so it to a higher gear, and then they just fucking dominate. Oh, yeah. It was almost like the 2014-15 Blackhawks. Like, you didn't see that every night, but when you saw it, like, they were the best team in the NHL. Like, they would pour the pressure on when they needed to. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's it, they're still the best until they're beaten in the playoffs. It's it they're just gonna do it. And like like Schmini said, they have that second gear or that extra gear, whatever you want to call it, where like they could be down two nothing and like that it's two two, or they'll be down two one and like that it's four two, and you're just like, what happened? Five minutes and the game's completely changed. Literally, and it, it's and, like yeah. I was gonna say, it comes down to like the star power and the depth, like. But it just comes down to like 
I don't know. Like I watched that Hegel goal. Victor Heaven at one point was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna take the puck by myself and go hundred feet oh, and take oh, it behind oh, the net and then make a scoring chance. Like no one that, does that. Like no not every that. NHL team has that capability from a defenseman. No. no, and they have like three guys who could do it. When you look at Sergeyev and McDonough, it's so unfair. And like and then right, so he sets up the Hagel goal, and I think it was him again. He just uh, he gets the puck on the fourth goal and he fires it on net and it perfectly to Kucherov who's uncovered and it's like dude they have too many players you can't double team Kucherov because then there's point you can't double team Stamkos because then there's Palat it's just not fair and so, yeah whoever gets them round one is gonna unless they really game plan it perfectly they're gonna go into that and it's gonna be terrible for them. Cause God like, Toronto think, please. Because honestly think about this if you face Tampa in round one right. Mm-hmm. They already have the goaltender advantage. I don't give a fuck oh, yeah. what you say. Andre Vasilevsky yeah. is a tier above everyone else in this yeah. league right now. He's in his I don't own care class. what the stats say. Mm-hmm. Like when Vasi's on, he's on. And what was it? Four shutouts in all elimination games last oh, year. Like that's think, the and I think, like, yeah, and I think they had the the one before was uh, the year before. So it's like five straight series. Yeah, five in a row. God, it's disgusting. Oh yeah, Tampa's just Tampa's a horse. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> Which is why they're going to lose in four games when Columbus magically beats at Washington. <laughs> Please. Oh, and Adam Bogues yeah. scores six goals in those games. And listed by Cole Sillinger and Jalen. Pierce's nightmare coming to life. Oh, I know. And then, like, the first – they're going to, like – they're going to, like, the first round pick, the player that they're going to pick with it is just going to, like, jump over from Europe and jump into the lineup. It's going to be – it's going to be nightmarish, but it's, – It's perfect. Don't you love it? But, hey, you guys got Seth Jones and, you know – It's like, I don't care if Columbus wins. I just want to see Tampa so. Bay beat. It's like that meme from Star Wars. I feel like I'm a dead – I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with Seth. It's just, like, Seth's not the problem. No. <laughs> no. He's never no, been the problem. No. And, like, the trade wasn't the problem. Even the extension right now, it doesn't even look like it's that bad. It's, just it's, like, it's market rate. Yeah. It's market value. Yeah. The, the whole issue was just like, was it the time to do the trade? No. Keeping the picks? Like, that's the whole thing. You can't blame Seth for that. You blame management for trying to hold on to the glory years of another year. And, you know. But, hey, uh, how did you do? How did you, how did he do today? Is what I was trying to say. Is he good? Uh, at least from when I was watching, I thought he played well. He could have had a couple, couple of. He had a couple of very good scoring chances tonight, and the Blackhawks weren't even that bad tonight. It's just like literally, if Lankanen stops a puck, they probably yeah. are in that game. That was what I'm sorry, that's Lankanen's that, worst. That was that was up there with the Buffalo game this year in terms of just what the hell are you doing? I'm sorry, like <laughs> oh, what man. are you? Like the third goal, Lankanen's all the way out of his crease, and like half the net's available, like. I don't know, man. Like, I want to root so for Lincoln, in, but like a game like that where the offense shows up, you have to get saves. You have to get saves. Damn, sorry. And that's the big thing. Like the the Lincoln mm-hmm. didn't even pay, play bad the past couple games when they lost to Seattle and Arizona. Mm-hmm. The thing his is, best, like, I could argue his best game of the season was against Seattle. Pierce, I could argue that honestly. Yeah. He was in his bag against Seattle, and he was just. Well, there. you get no, but you get no offense those games, and then this game you get the offense and you don't get a save. Like you just can't get. Like he's been saying this to me. Like this team can't put a full sixty minute effort where everyone's like pushing and like pulling. You know, but like it's just, oh, frustrating. Seven in a row of this now. Yeah, is that seven right. losses in a row? Yeah, yeah, it's it is what it is. I didn't. Re- I knew we were on a losing streak. I didn't realize it was seven. Been- oh, Reagan, seven game losing streak and like three blown goal, three multi goal leads in there too. Yeah. I've been literally so busy lately. I haven't been able to watch much hockey at thing, all. Honestly. Um, you know, but 
seems like I'm not missing anything. Exactly. <laughs> not a damn guys to start winning. Me. You're really ruining this draft position, guys. Come on. <laughs> How are you? Please. Watch the next game. I actually get the chance to watch. They're actually going to win. I mean, <laughs> I'd love that for you. At least you get to see a good, good effort. Because trust me, if you watched a couple of these efforts, you'd probably just be sitting in front of your TV like. How did we even get here? Like the Vegas game, the Vegas game, the Florida Florida game, game like, Indy Fuel, like you know. Yeah, honestly, Indy Fuel hockey has got to be like ten times more entertaining. But how can we make talk. this about the Indy Fuel? They uh, lost Friday night, but they won yesterday. But yesterday I was away, so I wasn't there. They actually had like a good chance to. Okay, they it was a really boring game Friday night. Um, they were down two nothing. They made it a one goal game with like. Two minutes left, I think, but then just couldn't. Oh, it was quite frustrating, but they're not gonna make the playoffs anyway, so it's mm. kind of like it is what it is. Rockford, your only hope. I was gonna say though, Reagan, didn't you say with Indy like they've had so many call ups and call downs yeah. like this year? Um, McKay has been back and forth all season. Yetman's back and forth all season. Our goalie thing is kind of weird because like we had Morris for a little, and then he got called up and he got sent back down. And then you're called up again. Uh, Gillum had got called up for a little bit, and I think Gillum like, got shut out in his only game. <laughs> what a what a beast! Thirty eight saves. Like our best goalie, but like he's been down here most of the season. Um, it's just been kind of hectic. Cause we got a lot of guys who've gotten like PTOs with teams. So like Tommy Apap was like one of my favorites because he's so good. Um, got a PTO at the beginning of the season with Milwaukee, I think, and he's been there all season. I'm like, well. Good for him, but that kind of sucks for us. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like uh, good for him to get that upgrade, but yeah, Cliff Watson for the majority of the season with Rockford. He's down with us right now, I'm pretty sure. But oh, okay. Yeah, that's well, the thing. Oh, Especially when they had brought the taxi squad back for the NHL, it really like screwed Indy over because then we had so many guys get called up, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> Probably they implemented the taxi squad. Oh my god, yeah, that has to happen. Did they get rid of that again? They did it, didn't they? Do it if I recall, they did it like when they were canceling all those games in December. Uh, That was like back in December, January. That feels like when they did it, but I don't think they have it anymore since they're just kind of like COVID is whatever. No, I don't think so. But like, yeah, I could see how that screws with Indy entirely. Yeah. Like, you can't ha- you can't ice the same roster every day. You just don't right. know what's going to happen. And all the AHL guys got called out to the taxi squad. So then, like, even if like there's a player who's not signed to a team, they're signing PTOs with AHL teams just because they need players. So it is what it is. <laughs> Show you how long this season's been dragging on. That like COVID outbreak, like near Christmas, was like three months ago, and that was already almost three Jesus. months into the season. It's been six months of this, and we still got like another. Was it two or three weeks to go? It feels like a double season already. of what we dealt with lately. Yeah. It's like we're just Absolutely, not used to yeah. a full season right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it, sh- it should be the playoffs right now, but we still got like another couple weeks or so to go. Like, I wonder how like Minnesota Wild fans feel right now. Because I remember like back when they were rescheduling all these games and stuff, they were saying like, oh, the Wild and I think it was like the Kings. They're playing like almost every other night for the rest of the year. Like, Jesus. Not only can I can't imagine what like the players are going through right now, but like the fans have to be burnt out at this point. Ugh. Yeah, like you're seeing three to four games a week, and like your team's in a playoff push, and like every game is just stressful. Like, man, that takes a toll. I'm sorry, that takes a toll. This day, oh, it sucks a heavy toll. And like, 
I don't know, man. It's going to be really interesting to see what teams still have everything in the tank come playoff time, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams blew their load early this yeah. season. And I'm curious yeah. to see who's still got I think the, the probably the older teams might actually benefit the most from this because I think – that's what you're seeing with the Sabres right now. I hate to bring, go back to them, but they're such a young team. How can we make it about the Sabres, though? <laughs> Most of these guys haven't played a full 82-game season. Like, the last mm-hmm. two seasons haven't been that. So, like, you're hitting game 70, and these guys just go from up here, and they're going down. So, I think you're going to see teams like maybe Pittsburgh's going to really be able to ramp it up late. I was going to say Washington's heated up Washington, a lot yeah. You see day, some yeah. of these teams who are a little younger, like Carolina's sort of slumping a little bit. I don't think Florida is. They kind of have a healthy mix of – both. Yeah, they they just come back every yeah. game. They too much they yeah, they don't know what defense is. They just everybody's in a uh, forward. What do you mean? They're they actually the like that is that is what they are. No defense, just cross creases and power. Plays. I'm gonna need Let's them to trade yeah, Ekblad like for McKinnon and just run run like 20 forwards. Who cares? I it's mean, like great. you're telling me um, whoever the fuck Florida's 16th best forward is isn't better than Robert Haig? All right, cool. <laughs> ben yeah, Sherrod, come on, man. And it's crazy because they're probably like scratching Lucas Carlson in the process. It's hilarious. Yeah, they are. Really good. I saw that. They're playing hag over him. Let's go. Nice. Sabres legend. And Ben Sherratt. That's true. <laughs> not, not a Sabres legend. We don't like Ben Sherratt. No, but yeah, like I, think that's, I think that's going to be the big thing come playoffs is like which team can just like not – not blow their load to get there and somehow find the extra year. And I think that's why Tampa is going to be so deadly. They know they don't have to play a hundred percent to get in. They're already going to make it. They come playoffs. They're going to have that advantage over so many teams. And like, honest, and, and there's like two sides of the coin also. Right. Cause like, I could also argue that for Boston too, because Boston's really yeah. turned it on in the second Absolutely. half. They have been yeah. phenomenal. Like they, I think that's the quietest gone up to the like. They're like about to jump the Leafs right now in the state. They're yeah, they're eighth in the league. They lost today, but yeah, they lost to Washington. But like, I think they were in yeah. third place. Like, what's like they're right in the mix. But yeah, and that's a team that was not firing on all cylinders. Come yeah. November, that's a, that's a team I have followed a little bit more this year than I usually do for some reason. Um, and like they were one of my like early favorites to at least make a really deep playoff run. I was like, they're they're do it. Like they just can't put anything together, and now. All of a sudden, it's like, where did this team come from? Yeah, Boston yeah. right now is eighth in the standings overall. They're, they are five back at Toronto, so that would be a tough okay, one. They yeah. both have 10 games in hand. But, How uh, far are they ahead of Tampa right now? They're only one uh, point behind with uh, the same amount of yeah. games played. Yeah. That's Carolina's got to be sitting there just like, God damn it, do we even have to flip this coin? Like, we get Boston, who's literally owned our ass in the playoffs yeah. the last three years. Dude, they literally Tampa, be better. who just owned yeah. your ass in the playoffs. <laughs> second or third spot honestly i do want to say i think it's funny because i think it was the last podcast we said we want to see another like first round toronto boston and literally the next the next morning i was crawling on instagram to get the playoffs right today it'd be toronto boston and i'm like please can this please they talked about in the steve dangle podcast and and steve's like no i don't want to talk about it's it's like one of my favorite clips from the show this year they bring it up on the show and he just starts this hellacious scream it's just like this blood curling scream I can't even do it like everything's just coming back at once like oh oh, god It would be like, a great storyline, though, if that's what finally got them, though. Like, that first-round win. Like, if they fourth times the charm. On the flip side, if they lost, though, the memes would be, the memes oh, would be hilarious. That's a sweet. You're done. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. 
And like, and I was gonna say, like, I was what I was gonna say earlier about like the two sides of the coin thing with like Boston is like Toronto is a mm-hmm. team where like I kind of respect what they're doing right now. Go into mm-hmm. the playoffs, white fucking hot. You have it mm-hmm. the last three or four years. I, like, absolutely, yeah. Ride that hot streak as like as long as you can. You just have to pray the second the playoffs start, it doesn't go away. Because <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Seriously. It's happened sometimes where you see a team you're like, oh wow, they're like nine and one in their last ten, and then they lose in six, and you're like, what happened? What? What happened? You can either be a St. Louis or Pittsburgh or Columbus or Cup years, or you can be a Columbus, you know? <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of just, like, interesting cases of, like, teams that just either turn it on late or, you know. And then you got the Blackhawks in 2014-15 who literally went into the playoffs on like a five-game losing streak, and they hadn't yeah. scored over two goals a game in that span. And mm-hmm. then they won the Cup. So, like, you just don't know. This is such mm-hmm. a crapshoot sport at times. Absolutely, because then – you could also go back. I think it was 2012 when the Kings got Carter, and they yeah, went like that's another example. They, they went like yeah. what 18 and three to end the season, and then they <laughs> just killed in the playoffs. And then this sport is so stupid because like it doesn't matter what you do if God's just like not this year. It's not this year. <laughs> I literally say all the time, this sport is so dumb because like it is. It, it just the things that happen just don't make sense. There's no other happens. sport where just a bounce of a rubber disc. Can fuck over the entire yeah. game. I'm sorry, that doesn't happen in football. No. The closest is baseball, maybe. But even maybe. then, even yeah. then, there is so much coverage for that in terms right. of like how you, dude. If look at the Blackhawks game today, for instance, the first two Blackhawk goals went off a of Dallas Stars defender. Yeah, it's a Lindell. Well, both of <laughs> them. Come on, man. Like that's. Just... <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's great. It's such a... You love that. Like you. I feel like that Leafs Canadian series has got to be the best, like, example. Like, if you that, ever yeah. wanted to show to a fan how stupid hockey can be at times, it's that series. Because are every analytic, every statistic says they should have won that series. Okay. So they have a better save percentage. Take your fancy course. You can't account for a great spin move by Travis Dermott and Galchenyuk forgetting what team he's on. Exactly. Analytics, oh. Carey Price, and Tom Foolery from Leafs defenseman. Which one do I want? <laughs> Mitch Marner puck over the glass penalty. Oh like, my god! Like thank God, Mitch Marner's having like a fantastic season this year because like if he was sucking this year, he would literally. Be dead. It could have been so bad, but no. good, good for him. It was bad. He had a slow start, but he's like he's been like one of the best players since like the turn of the calendar year. Literally, yeah. he and Matthews are on just the stupidest heaters right now. And, like, I, it, it, like, took me a second. I was, like, coming back from work yesterday, and I was just, like, Matthews really has 58 and 70 right now. Like, that's a thing. That's a real yep. thing. That's I don't know if he can challenge for 70, but I think the highest amount of goals in the cap era is Ovechkin 65 in 07-08. I think he can challenge yeah. that. Dude, he, I can yeah. confidently say the last guy to get 50 and 50 what did it when none of us were alive in this Yeah, yeah it was so Mario Lemieux, right like, back in the 90s. Yeah, like, it was 93? 96. 96, so yeah. Yeah. It's... And then there was one where he had like 69 and 50. It's like, what nice. the fuck? Oh, <laughs> like, that one. Mario Lemieux was Mario Lemieux was cracked. That, Mario Lemieux, Le, 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 Lemieux was the GOAT. Honestly, I think he's the best hot hockey player of all time. We were robbed of him. Like, we still got him to oh, see. Yeah. Four play. prime years taken away from Mario Lemieux. Yeah. Like, there's so many players you can make, not the GOAT argument, but just we were robbed from them. Bobby Orzini going out, Bobby Mike Bossy, or... Crosby with uh, his concussions. Yeah, Pavel Bure. Like, you know, exactly. Like, Forsberg a bit. Like, he missed a few years, I think. You know, like, he, had the, he had the foot problem. He, like, couldn't put his skate on right. 
God, like, Steven Stamkos, yeah. I'm going to throw that one out there. He he had he's, he is the only other 60 goal scorer in the NHL besides Alex Ovechkin. It's such and a no crazy one talks story. about that. It's a crazy stat because like for like five years he was so good, and then like he had two bad years. They win the cups, and it's like ah, it's not even Stamkos' team. This is Kucherov in point. We don't even like. It, it's like yeah, two two bad years. Also sneak in he had three major injuries, including fucking blood clots, bro. Yeah. He had ah, blood yeah. clots and came back in Game Seven against Pittsburgh. Like, I'm sorry. I don't like Tampa that much, and I don't like their fans, but, like, god damn, I have respect for those players. Because holy shit, Stan oh, yeah. is the man. Yeah. Like, we got I hate you, but damn, I respect you. I feel like you can argue host a little bit, too, because even though he was, like, kind of past his prime, like, you noticed when he was out of the hog lineup. Because he had that weird, like, skin thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, again, a little bit older, a little bit past his prime. I feel like you can still argue. You he could have played for another three years, years, probably. Like, mm-hmm. He had 27 like, goals the year before he retired or, like, exactly. stepped away. Like, he was – oh, man. And, like, Dude, I, I wrote think... about Marion Hossa today, and I was, like, I was like trying to say, what can I do? And the first year he started was 1998-99. Mm-hmm. That was the last season Wayne Gretzky played, and the last season he played was Austin Matthews' first season, 2016-17. That's how long he played for still. It's crazy. I yeah. fucking love that. It's just so crazy to go through, like, the generations of, like, great players in this yeah. sport because, mm-hmm. like – Every decade has such a different feel to it, and they have their own respective stars for that decade. Like you yeah, go absolutely. to, like you go to the dead puck era, you got your guys. You go to the eighties, you got your guys. This era is going to be a ridiculous offensive era from what it's showing the last three years. Yeah, like, like the two thousands, it was Crosby, Ovechkin. Now this decade, it's like McDavid and Matthews. Like we're so lucky. And then this next decade, it's going to be like the twenty twenty Bedard and like Mitchkov. You know, like we're so blessed. Oh, and there's like a bunch of other guys that are like right below that, like McKinnon, uh, mm-hmm. Kucherov, Drysaitel, and that's just this decade. Yeah, like it it's going to be like, and you've seen how the league is shifting too. And it's just crazy. Like if you told someone 20 years ago where the league is right now, I don't think they would have believed you like before the lockout. If you told them like, yeah, games are going to be like five, four. Now games are going to be five, four. There's going to be guys over a point per game, like the eighties and every Mm -hmm. team. And like people would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Scott Stevens is murdering people on the ice. (laughs) They're in. Because like when I think of the mid two thousands, I think of the Avs and the Devils. That's immediately what I think of. The Red Wings too. Red Wings, yeah. Squad, Red Wings. Red Wings. I, I immediately think Devils just because fucking trap. The trap just, style, yeah. Yeah, they they, yeah, they they embody that era. Yeah, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Just like how I think the Blackhawks and Penguins embody last decade, and I don't know who the fuck's Tampa's so far embodying this decade because Tampa's the fucking model. So I bet Colorado will be like might be if they can finally get a cup like this if year. They finally year, figure out how to Jack, play in the playoffs. Yeah. Nathan McKinnon hands the cup to Jack or Gabriel Landeskog hands the cup to Jack Johnson. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> ah, why did you Eric say Johnson? that? Because I need to speak it into existence, oh Jacob. God, it dude. needs to happen. Strictly oh for the God. picture. I need that the would picture. Be so good. Like I need no. And it just yeah, skates by and gives it to Johnson. Oh, it'll just back it to Ray Bork, but it's Mick McGinn. No, it's not even McKinnon who would do it. It would be. I know. It would be Landeskog. Yeah. It's so weird because McKinnon, like by all accounts, should be the captain, and it's like, oh yeah, no, it's Landeskog. It's like L.A. when like Dustin Brown was the captain when they won a couple. Like it's probably it probably should be Doughty or Kopitar, which it is now. Oh my but, god. Yeah. 
that's yeah, you know that that's always that always trips me out because it's like no disrespect to Landis Cog. he's a crazy good player, but like McKinnon's arguably like the third best player in the league. Yeah. Before this season, people were even saying he's better than Matthews. So like, they were saying he's better than McDavid. Dude, I remember yeah, that argument. People were saying that because of his playoffs. I remember that. I remember he, that. He yeah. It's right. just it's yeah it's weird to see, but you know. I, I guess it goes with Matthews and Tavares as well. Like, if the Leafs ever win, it would be weird not seeing Matthews get the cup first. Yeah. What were you going to say, Reagan? Sorry. I genuinely always forget Landis Cog's captain of Colorado because I always want to think it's McKinnon. I, it just, it's hard to process for some reason. Like, I'm like, yeah, McKinnon's the captain. Oh, wait, no, he's not. There's three guys I think about first before I think about Gabriel Landeskog. That's Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, and Mika Wright. You could even argue Absolutely. like Juan Taves, you know? like they, they, That's how good Yeah, it is. Toronto Maple Leaf legend Nazem Kadri. Thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, future Philadelphia Flyers. Future Philadelphia. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm so glad our show is like entirely on board with <laughs> Padres going to Philly. It's also right. weird because, like, you look around the league and, like, uh, like Buffalo gave it to Eichel. Like, there's just a lot of teams who are just like, ah, we don't need a leader. Just give it to the skilled guys. So, like, it's so in tuned in my brain now to be like, oh, McKinnon's best player. It should be his. And when it's not, you're like, why? What? What, what is going on? But, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of, like, why, like, I feel like some, like, I know the captaincy thing is dumb. And like some people just don't get mm-hmm. into it a lot, but I think it really does mean a lot for a locker room who the who it's mm-hmm. on and how he Absolutely. carries himself. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I know no one was probably a big fan of back in the day, but like, I uh, was it Derek or Curtis McKenzie who was a captain of Florida way back in the day. Oh man, that's a someone McKenzie, but he yeah, was the captain yeah. before Barkoff because he played that hard nose style. He played the right way. It was he was kind of he want they wanted him to teach the young guys how to play. And Dude, Luke Jenner's the captain of Columbus. I love that so much. It's a good captain though, in my opinion. It I is. Like, he's been there uh, forever. He's like so Florida captain. It was Barkov, then Derek McKenzie, then Derek Mitchell. Mitchell. Who? Willie, Willie Mitchell? Mitchell? Oh, Willie Mitchell. Yes. Willie Mitchell, so guy who dummy Jonathan Taves and the Canucks once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember God. that. Yeah. I remember that. Was the start of the rivalry. He him, and Taves was like yeah. stumbling to the bench. Like, was it the one that was like oh. just a huge like center ice? Yeah, yeah. that's the one I where he stepped in the box, that. right, and got him. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that was when like that was like prime Hawks Canucks. That yeah. Was... yeah, that was the start of the rivalry, basically, because mm-hmm. I think that was two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and I remember I, I don't know if that was the same game, but like there were like. Uh, I think well, the Hawks won that game, game six to two. By the way, just want to point that out. Yeah, they fucking and... stomped their ass. That was when they were good. Mm-hmm. And like there was like a fight, like Luang- like Buffalo was in Luongo's crease. Like they got like put, he got pushed around, and like Burroughs was like pulling Duncan Keith's hair. You know, Buffalo was in Luongo's crease. Where have yeah. I heard that before? <laughs> I remember one time Luongo went on TSN. He like wrote a poem. Like Luongo's the best because he he has such a good sense of humor. Like whatever I was on on YouTube, and I don't remember how the poem Dude, goes, the but he was like stuff. the last line was like Dustin Bufflin, get your big ass out of my crease or whatever. And I'm like, I can't help but laugh. Honestly, though, like imagine being a goalie and that six six motherfucker standing in front of you. you. Like how are you gonna anything. see? Like and Luongo was one of the best. Like. Of all he was time, great. Of all time. He, was like, he did not get the credit he deserves, and I think it's because he didn't win a cup. But like, he because he was in Florida. That's why. Yeah, and, and then when he's oh, in yeah, Vancouver, right. he choked, and it wasn't even him that choked. It was that they had the fucking ice thirteen defensemen in a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a there's Love a that. really good argument that Vancouver probably should have won. I just remember well, I, I, I hated yeah. Luongo when I was a kid. Don't know why I I hated him. Now that I'm older, I'm like. I 
Gizzard just didn't realize how good he was. I'm like, I have so much respect for him, but like, little like ten year old me would watch games like Blackhawks and Hawks, and I'm like, no, no, hate that guy. <laughs> like, leave. He beat us in 2011. I don't like him. <laughs> I feel like the Canucks. I was like 11, and I was like, no, I don't like no. him anymore. <laughs> I feel if the Hawks, or no, not the Hawks. I mean, a bit, it would have been cool if the Blackhawks won in 2011, but I feel if the Canucks won in 2011, hockey would be a little more further down the line because I feel so many teams were so long were trying to copy Boston and, like, L.A. kind of won yeah. with that same, like, physical grind style. But then you see teams like the Hawks came back and won a couple mm-hmm. cups, and then you see Pittsburgh win with speeding skill and kind of stay with Washington, and you're like, okay, maybe it's shifting back that way. And then and, yeah, wins, and it's like, yeah. okay, maybe we got to go back to physical hockey. Like, it's just interesting how, like, the pendulum swings – like in terms of like, oh, yeah. this is what how you got to play to win a cup. Pierce, you want to you want to know the best way to measure that pendulum? Yeah. Go look at the drafts after that Stanley Cup every year. I guarantee you, the draft mimics Ooh, how the team the the Twenty nineteen, everyone was drafted. Yeah. The Hawks drafted big. Strickland, classic Tepley, like yeah. Come on now, mm-hmm. you can't tell me that's a coincidence because the no. big ass St. Louis Blues won a cup. Come on now, can't tell me that's a coincidence. Oh yeah. It's not. That's just how that's how hockey always goes, though. Because when you've got a, a big guy like Chara and he can't move out of the way, how do you beat Chara? You have to go skate fast by him. So it's just it keeps going in a circle of we got to get big and then we got to get small to outskate them, and then it's never it's never going to not be like that. Eventually, Caulfield's going to get too good. You got to ba- gotta, like up. find that balance, and I feel like Tampa Bay has done a good job of doing that. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Because they knew they had the skill, they just needed the sandpaper, and they they really have filled out their roster really well in that regard. And that's why they might have the best chance of like three peating in like what is it thirty like years? Yeah. yeah, like the Penguins didn't have this good of a chance in twenty eighteen. No. There was no. no way they were so cooked at the end of that. Oh, run. they were gassed in that Washington yeah. series. I remember they was like they're, yeah. they're out of it. And I'm not gonna lie, there are times where Tampa was cooked, but there's also times where Tampa turns it the fuck on and drops six in a period. So I'm just like, and I don't know, just, I don't know, super good. But at the end of the day, that's kind of how Tampa's been the whole time in this core, at mm-hmm. least. Like, yeah. yeah, we expect them to win, and then they choke in the playoffs. We don't expect them to win, and then they win the Stanley Cup. Cup. Yeah. It's like, like Washington. Washington uh, yeah, yeah, literally Washington is the exact same way. And maybe Colorado's going to be that way. Maybe Colorado even, even St. Louis when they won in 2018, we're like, they're not going to do it. Like, then like, yeah, we're like, thought, we're like, okay, maybe they could do something this year. Besides Tampa's second cup, I don't know if any of the teams going into the playoffs were like the favorite to win it. I don't think so. I mean – even Pittsburgh, when they won their back-to-back, I don't think they were the favorite how? that year. We talked the Blackhawks had 50 how? wins that year. Yeah. <laughs> how the hell did the Penguins win that with that blue line in 2017? That's still <laughs> no. mystified. No Chris Letang, right? Wasn't there yeah. no Chris Letang on that? Yeah, no Chris Letang at all. Sure. Yeah. That's- it was Ron Hainsey. Brian <laughs> Dumoulin Dum- deserves every penny of that eight-year deal. I'm sorry. Like, holy shit, he earned that one. <laughs> like. Ole Mata, Justin Schultz was there, but like that, that shouldn't win a oh, cup. Really shouldn't. Uh, I guess it was enough. Never mind. Forgot Shit. about Ole Mata. Blackhawk legend Ole Mata. I was gonna say Hawks. Shout out Julia for like, trading more goals of the players. That was a, that was a fever dream. We're gonna get bigger on defense, so we get Ole Mata. <laughs> then he does good in the playoffs, so we trade him again immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if Mata doesn't go off in the playoffs. I don't think we trade him. <laughs> like, I think we're stuck with him. Yeah, like, juiced his value just a bit where they had to, like, retain salary on him just to get rid of him. <laughs> he needs that Ben Sherrod retention. Oh, perfect. It's fun, uh, fun, fun. 
Uh, we like we pretty much like touched on everything. Like I don't know if you want to talk about the Blackhawks game, but I just wanted to say I'm so glad Kirby Doc got two points. I know. I was looking at the box score. And I was like Doc score. I'm like Doc, Doc scored. I was two. when he scored. Yeah. I was like I'm so happy for Pierce. This is his moment. <laughs> Dude. Because I just, I just, again, I'm not expecting anything out of the Blackhawks. I just want for Kirby Duck to succeed. Like it, it, everyone shits on him in the con- like since everyone's Blackhawks, Bob. People are so harsh on him. Like I, I don't, I, he's not immune from criticism. Like I've been disappointed with him this year, but like at the same time, this guy's 21 years old. Y'all are way too harsh, and I'm way, way too harsh on a top. And like the things like we've been that. preaching that we want him to do, like go to the net and shoot the puck. He did that this game. It's just. But I can understand why it's frustrating too, because he's so incontent. It just, ugh. yeah. I was gonna say, Pierce. Let's put it this way: there are two sides of people who look at Doc, right? And this game is literally the perfect example, in my opinion, because of, like of the way the game went. The people who love Doc are gonna look at that and say he had a goal and assist. He played very well. The people who hate Doc, they are gonna look at that one turnover he had on the third goal. That is all they're gonna look at, and they're gonna say he's a fucking yeah. bust. And I yeah. hate, I hate. That that is how a part of this fan base works, where they look at the one bad play and they hone in on that mm-hmm. the whole game. And like, how many, how many players at twenty one can play the defense that he can? Like, there's not a lot of play. Like, he's Nick super, Suzuki was yeah. the only one that was doing this at twenty one. Like, and he was doing it in the playoffs. And like, look at how much that's helped his helped his trajectory. And the offense came eventually. The offense wasn't there initially for Suzuki. Yeah, and I'm not saying not like player, I'm not saying this guy's like Bergeron or anything, but like this guy, I feel he could be a low key dark horse Selkie candidate in the future. Absolutely. I, I was gonna say like I, yeah. I I just I just need to see him hone his center game more. Like I, the points, I don't care about at this point. I just need to see you be positionally sound. And he has feet, the most part. which he yeah. has. Pierce, you're 100 right. He has been. You know my opinion, though. I would like to see him win more face-offs if you're going to be a center yeah, exactly. in this league. Mm-hmm. Go to the Dylan Strom school of improving on face-offs. The dude's over 50% now. Um, they but like, like 45%, you know? But he's like under 30. He's under 40 yeah, but right now. 30. And that's, that's the problem. That's so you can't you do that see. as a center. No. You don't want to see a three there. No. You can't do that. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, maybe I'm being the criticizer now. But, like, dude. Come on, well, you're, you're yeah. reasonable though. You're not just calling up a bus because you make yeah. one bad. No, yeah. I just I just yeah. wanted to improve on his face-offs. That's all mm-hmm. I want. There, there's a fair way to grade a player like that. You know, if you want to say, "Oh, I wish his face-offs were better," that's fine. But you don't look at like the one bad thing he does in a game and really go, "That's it, trade him. He's terrible. I don't want him on my team." He's, like, well, yeah, he's he's so young. Just give him time to improve. They haven't played. They haven't played a full season in two years now. He's like, literally you know, never played a full eighty-two game just, season. No. Just give him time, please. Stop. Like if this, and if you don't, year. some other team will. Exactly, and, and it's going to come back to bite you because that's Nick what Schmaltz, happens. Table Teravainen, I could literally for twenty minutes. Yeah. Names like we're good. Don't even get me started on the Teravainen. <laughs> <laughs> like I am still bitter about it, and this was a trade that happened in twenty sixteen. I am. So yeah, I'm sorry. Tara Bynan hurts more than Panarin. Like, in yeah, I'm that. sorry because Tara Bynan completes that top six in 2017 to where they don't make those moves in 2017, mm-hmm. and that's what people don't realize. But now he's I like, what, like an 80 point player in Carolina? Ah, so we got a second and a third for him. We got rid yeah. of Bickle's contract. Who gives a shit? Oh, I fucking hate this team. Yeah. There's. Carolina is so good at taking on players for like crap. They're like, hey, you want to get rid of Bickle? We'll take Teravine. And hey, you want to get rid of Marlowe? We'll take that first and turn it into Seth Jarvis. Oh my God, that first was Seth Jarvis. No fucking way. They're 
so good at this. It's insane. I, I hate I hate them so much because they're Blackhawks gonna find a way to do that, like take on a first round pick. Dude, for it's weaponizing cap space in the perfect way. It's what Arizona did. I mean, they got five seconds and then they turned one into Jack. They turned one into Jack McBain, which was it was pretty, a good. pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, you got yeah. a second round pick that's four years down the development curve, which is nice. So, but he's a flop. I don't know. He I just don't like him. He's from Minnesota. I'm. Here's a college hockey question. Does Dryden McKay sign with the team like right now? Or is that like something that happens in the offseason? I don't know. He's like from, he, he's uh, not under contract with anyone, right? No. Yeah, I didn't he's think from, so. From uh, Illinois, yeah, I think he's from Downers Grove. So yeah, he's twenty four. So like yeah. he's, he's clearly gonna be ready. Like yeah. at least a backup role. Maybe there's no one rocks? does anyone have his rights yeah. or is he like completely No, no one's got his rights no. from what I saw. Uh, yeah, he probably signs with somebody. I mean, I don't think he's gonna get a starting role anywhere, and besides, like maybe Arizona. But that would Dude, be more maybe like a Chicago right now. Like, geez, like I, Dude, I wasn't kidding when I said that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I would wanted to swing at him. I don't care. Like, he, he would at least get a chance to play games. He's I an Illinois boy too. He's from. Yeah. So, so like going forward, what do you guys have? I know, I know, you guys like Soderblom in the minors, right? And Camesso too. Yeah, like, I like well, Camesso. He's, he's still in college, that. right? Camesso. Yeah. Think so. Yeah, so you kind of need that stopgap, and if you don't think Lankinen's the guy, you probably could. Go Oof, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Lankinen's prob- the guy. I'm like, give yeah. him a chance, but like he's just been so inconsistent. So, so maybe if you could sign McKay, maybe you go next year with Lankinen and him, and then if one of them doesn't work out, you try to move and you call up Soderblom. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, to me, that makes the most sense. But obviously, you have to kind of like win the free agency for him. But yeah. My thing, my thing with the Hawks goaltending right now is just like <clears throat> you have to keep one Delia or Lincoln in, in my mm. opinion. Just you, you shouldn't legitimately give one of them a chance to be the backup next year. There's no reason not to. Absolutely. But my part of me wants them to look in the trade market for someone because the UFA market's yeah. not going to be there. I don't. Mm. I'm, and I'm not talking going to get like a Mark Andre Fleury or starting goalie or like or a John Gibson or something. Exactly. Or I'm not just talking out yeah. my ass. I'm talking yeah. like. If someone's like, this is the highest I'll go. If someone's like, if Jonas Corposalo is yeah. on the market for a reasonable price, he's a UFA. You should, not the UFA, not the, even better, even better. Yeah, go sign another, Jonas yeah. another good example would be like if like Anton Forsberg or one of Ottawa's goalies came available. That isn't Matt Murray. <laughs> Anton Forsberg back on the- <laughs> That isn't Matt Murray's stupid contract, but like you know. Just get something like that. You don't need to go pay a first for John Gibson. Just get something that gets you through a year. If you don't time to get Peter Morazic for a prospect, let's go. <laughs> you're gonna get Peter Morazic and Matthew Knees. You're gonna recreate the. You're, you're gonna recreate the Pierce trade. It's gonna be perfect. Let's go. Pierce trade. That was a we trade. How was the other? That was an us trade. I am the least in that one. Dude, hey, like, listen. I am smarter than Kyle Dubas. I got the goalie. Except in our sim, it didn't work. Because <laughs> goalies suck. No, and I had to face Andre fucking Vasilevsky. <laughs> Some goalies suck. Exactly. Um. But enough about my sim league of fucking <sighs> sorrows and warrows. We can talk about the. Uh, the Roadrunners and the Ice Hogs game. Yeah, they won five to three today. Um, again, like we were kind of talking about it before the podcast started. Like Rockford has a legitimate chance at uh, making the playoffs, and I'm following the Blackhawks. I send Reichel down like right now, probably because he probably does get sent down tomorrow. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. 
How many games has he played towards like burning a, a year off his ELC? Uh, I think eight. Yeah, yeah, I think he's at eight now because he had five before and then he's played three since it's been called. Yeah, so I said, yeah, so I think he's at eight now. Okay, cool. Maybe they keep him for one more game. I was going to say, know, maybe you keep him for nine just like as a sign of respect for how good he's been in the AHL and then you send him back down, but. Yeah, I just. I get it. They want to keep him up to burn the first year of the deal, but like Pierce said, it's like Rockford's in a playoff push. You should give him chance to play meaningful games down the stretch. Like Absolutely. That's, that's going to help him. It's playoff primary. Oh, and and Schmidty left. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, he's, you know, he's, no, I know. I just... Um, <laughs> What I wanted to say was, like, I remember when uh, the the Ice Hogs made, like, a conference final run, and I think it was in 2018, like, when they had Jeremy Carlton as their coach. And I, I really wonder, like, what would have happened if they kept Jeremy Carlton in, like, Rockford instead of calling, like, uh, firing Joel Quenville and then having him, like, join the team in, like, a month in. Like, I wonder what would happen there. And I think the AHL, like, it's a big part because the Blackhawks really haven't had any players come through the AHL. Like, we've said this so many times, like, with the, the players that they've drafted have immediately gone to the NHL for the most part. Um, Kirby Doc obviously made that jump. Uh, Adam Boakfist had one year in the OHL. Like Henry Okaharu had one year in the WHL, I think, before he made the NHL. And I think that's a good thing that they're doing right now with guys like Ian Mitchell, who had a really rough uh, first year with Rockford, and he's like he's killing it at Rockford right now. Even though I think he actually got injured and he's going to be out for a week or two, but just, but like you and obviously again, there's not other than Reichel, there isn't really that top four, top six talent. But like there's pieces in the AHL where like you look at like a Jacob Galvis or uh, Isaac Phillips, and like okay, maybe this guy can be a defenseman going forward. Maybe Soderblom could be like a backup goalie or something. They look at the forwards, and it's like Michael Tetley. Maybe this guy could be. Bomb six guy, you know, and obviously once you start drafting more prospects, swinging for upside, using those first round picks that they're gonna have in the next couple of years, you obviously add more players to that system. So it's it's definitely a promising start for what they have in Rockford right now, especially when they had such a uh, horrible start to the year. Funny enough, when they had Derek King as head coach, but like since I think it, the the head coach right now is Andre Sorensen, as since he's taken over, like they've been one of the better teams in the league. So. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of future first, sorry to cut you off. I'm just curious. Who would you uh like do you see them moving anybody in the cup next couple of years to like get more picks? Oh yeah. Um yeah, oh definitely for draft picks, but like a first yeah. round pick, that's a that's a different Yeah, one. like I am not talking so much moving like, you know, Sam Lafferty or for whatever <laughs> or whatever. They keep him. Would, yeah, like something small like that. I, I mean, like, do you see them making like a huge splash to get like another first or like a first um, next year? I, can I? I would like to jump in on this first. Uh, Kyle ahead. Davidson has already shown that he's willing to not give a fuck what the fan base thinks and just make a trade okay, well. that he thinks will make the team better, which I a hundred percent respect because you can't listen to the fan base. Absolutely, yeah. And. They've listened to the fan base for the last five, six years. And Pierce, what you said earlier was right on a T where what I wanted to say, which is that you could basically summarize the five years of which the Blackhawks missed the playoffs as pushing people or trying to get more out of people who aren't ready at the NHL level yet. It, it literally started with like Dylan Secura. It started with like, you would go as far as like Victor Edschel, bro. People used to say that Victor Edschel was going to be a player. Like, this is the problem with this organization. They push young players into the into the spotlight way too early. And, you know, everyone gives shit to Dale Talon, but Dale Talon made a really good point on the 
freaking show today where he was just like, you know, a couple years in the AHL does you good sometimes. And Pierce, like mm-hmm. you said, we haven't had a lot of good players come out of Rockford lately. Go look at the cup teams. Go look at how many of those guys were in Rockford for two to three mm-hmm. years. Jalmerson, Keith, Saad, Shaw. And that list the goes HL, on. They spent a couple years in college or in the, the CHL or whatever junior. Yeah, league. wherever it is. It's, to I develop mean, their craft and be the best at their level at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I just don't see the advantage to throwing a 19-year-old in that situation. Unless they're that good. Unless they're like Connor McDavid, yeah, Austin he, Matthews don't. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, bless Kirby Doc, but he didn't have that potential to throw no. him in as an 18-year-old. I'm they sorry. Still, he, yeah. still, he should have been in Saskatoon for another year. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's become a scary trend where you see, uh, like, if you're the first overall pick or even, like, a top five pick, the, the team's just like, you have to play. Jacob, you would know how this. Many guys Owen recently, spent a year in Michigan and yeah. looked like he's going to be how, ready for the NFL round. That how many guys have benefited right from – or would have benefited from not playing? Like you look at Lafreniere, you look at Cackle, you look at even Keyshawn Hughes. Hughes is great now. Would he have benefited from another year somewhere else to get like more muscle? Not, or yeah. There's just like – look at, look at Pedersen. Pedersen did play the, the year over. McCarr. He was so Adam good Fox. there. Yeah. Guys who played four yeah. years in college and then became yeah. fucking Norris Trophy defensemen, like and, it's it's know. not a it's not like a like a thing out of the sun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's so yeah, much evidence to back this up. And it used to be done all the time, where like you know, unless you were like Tavares or Stamkos or Crosby back then, you didn't come up right away because you just weren't ready. But the issue becomes now with the cap space not going up. Some teams have to throw the guy in because they just can't afford to play. But that's the, really right now, that shouldn't be a problem with the Blackhawks. Like, shouldn't be a problem with the Blackhawks, yeah. but I'm talking more like you know a team like the Rangers, who yeah, up against the cap, and you need a Lafreniere to play. But I, I, I don't want to see these young talents just get ruined because the team's like, oh nope, you were first overall or second overall, go play and figure it out for the next three Whoever's years. Whoever's took we... a year off or like yeah. in college, like, like there's mm-hmm. so many examples of it. Drysdale is another one. There's just just Sanderson's taking two, and he looks great coming out of college now. Doesn't he? Didn't he sign with Ottawa? I think he did. Yeah. Yeah, and like guys uh, like Beniers and Johnson signed. Out of, Luke Hughes has taken another year to stay in. Michigan. Yeah, as he should. As he yeah. should. Why would he, he have to work on, right now? Yeah. Why? He has to work. On his, <laughs> yeah. Get a goalie, and then I'll sign with you. How about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just. But yeah, anyway, we were talking about uh, Kyle Davidson and not caring what the fans think about trades. So, like, what was the, what were you thinking for like the uh, potential future trades? Well, I. I think Pierce and I have kind of nailed it on the head the last couple months. I think one of Taser Kane's out the door this summer. It's mm-hmm. if you want the return, it's Kane. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I preached enough on this show that I don't think that's the smartest move to make as an organization. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taves, I think there's a move to be made to where you get two teams to retain salary and you get some picks. Oh, maybe not, like- not good picks, but you get yeah. something. Something, yeah. But like you said, Jacob, if you want mm-hmm. those. If you want the good shit, you, you got to trade. Yeah, trade. you know you got yeah. to trade, and I well, yeah. don't. And I just don't see that. I don't see mm-hmm. a world where you get a return that warrants an Alex DeBrink is getting traded. Patrick Absolutely. Kane, maybe Alex DeBrink. Mm-hmm. There's not a chance in hell I see a return no. that makes sense unless like yeah. Trevor fucking Zegers is on my mm-hmm. door, which is You'll, never yeah. gonna fucking happen. Dude, if you get Zegers like, from Drysdale, do it. <laughs> no, but you yeah, know what I mean, though. You know what I mean, though. You yeah. literally. Like, but this is what I said with Davidson, though. This is what I was saying with Davidson, though. Like, what did we say with Hagel for months? You literally have to rock your socks off to make that move. He gave you and, four yeah. potential roster players for Brandon Hagel. You make that move a hundred times. Absolutely. Out. And Taylor Radish yeah. and Boris Kachuk of, like, 
They're fine. All right. Yeah. And shocker, Jacob, you heard me giving more shit about this. Yep. When you don't give Braden Hagel top six minutes with the best players, he's not going to fucking score yeah. the way he was. I, I know. And it's, 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 also, uh, it's just <laughs> Tampa is one of those teams. I mean, I mean, their fan base is like that. They, they've had like they've been gifted because Goudreau and Coleman came in and played the third line perfectly. Not every guy is. You can't just expect everybody to come in and get 30 goals on your third line. It's, it's not what they do. Yeah, but give Nick them. Paul's doing it, so they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, they they and but Joseph's having even a better resurgence in Ottawa, so like Stevie. gets grouped. Love it. Yeah, but like you said, the only the only way you trade to Brinkett is uh, unless he pulls like an Eichel and he goes like, I don't want to be here. I'm not going to ex- uh, extend one of my contracts up, or yeah. I don't know what his contract status is like. So, I should, so he's a yeah. he's an RFA next year. His qualifying mm-hmm. offer is nine mil. I think Pierce yeah. and I have said this multiple times. <clears throat> At the day you can give him an extension, give him basically <clears throat> the Seth Jones contract. Yeah. Yeah. Give him Kane's he, contract. Give him eight times seven point five. I don't fucking care. You <clears throat> need to keep a goal scorer like that on this Absolutely. team. Yep. To keep them out of the graveyard, which no so, offense, yeah. Jacob, Buffalo's been in the graveyard for a while. They've, I don't they've been be there. there for a while, and don't you don't want to be there. You do not, because it it becomes hell to watch when there's nothing on the team besides like one player. And that's that, the thing you can't. The Blackhawks can't go scorched earth. Like <clears> again, <throat> what have we said so many times? Like do what what LA did. Keep your core guys and <laughs> like get another wave of young players. And why, by the time those younger wave yeah wave of players come up, they're the the primary guys, and then those guys like. Maybe Kane and Seth Jones are more secondary guys. Yeah, your, your Kane and Seth Jones could be your Kopitar and Doughty when you have exactly. Field and Turco yeah. coming up with Cali having that. The issue has to be though, like getting those top picks or getting enough picks getting to on where those picks exactly. <clears throat> now Doc might be like Turco, where like it takes a little bit longer. But now you I need think to buy like field, if know, the Blackhawks can somehow Clark. get right or Bedard, like Doc, Kirby Doc's a second line oh, center, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, it's it. That's the easiest slam dunk ever, though. But right now, you have to look at it probably logistically and be like, so no what? first round pick this year. That's no, no first round pick this it. year. And by the you grace know. of God, they get first overall while we're in Montreal. But even then, yeah. then they don't have a first round pick <laughs> next year. So, yeah. And then it's next year, you know, are you always oh, not a, from there? Yeah. And they still have Tampa. And, like, and next year, are you a bottom five team? Probably not. You're probably like in that 10 to five, 10 to six range again. So, like, you got to hit on those picks. And again, as a Sabres fan, I watched them go with. Middlestat, I watched Nylander. them go with Nylander. I watched yeah. them go with Ristolainen. I watched them go with Zadorov, where it's like, you know, yes, they might be NHLers, but they're not impact players. And it's a top 10 pick. You have to get those. You have to get a Brant Clark. You have to get somebody who you can look and be like, this guy's going to come up and really change the way the, like, the team looks. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I agree. And that's that's just my thought process on it. Reagan, I was curious to see who you think like the Hawks could trade to get some assets, because like there's not much to choose from, but like I'm just curious what your thought process is. Quite a bear I think, like you said, like Kane, like I wouldn't, I'd hate to lose him, but like also, that's what's going to get you picks. And I feel like this team mm-hmm. has spent so much time still trying to build around Taze and Kane. And at this point, like you need to stop. You need to start building around <laughs> Brinkett and Doc and the young guys who are actually going to get us somewhere in the future. So I don't know. It's just tough. Cause like you said, there's just mm-hmm. not a lot there. You can get something for Kubelik, but probably not with the gear he's had. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's do the problem with Patrick, the Hawks, Do you yeah. trade Patrick Kane if he gets the Seth Jones return? Like a mid, yeah. like 10 oh, to 15 pick, you get like another first round pick for next year, and you get like a, like a, a young forward, kind of like I, how 
they got focused. Yeah, focused for drills. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is that is the easiest layup slam dunk you will ever get because I don't think anyone comes close to that offer. But I also didn't think they would do it for Jones. So if you get that, you you take it and you run because that is two firsts and and a blue chip prospect could really just jumpstart your rebuild. I mean, that was that became what. Not Kent Johnson. It became oh, it became uh, Cole, Cole Sillinger, Cole and Sillinger one of the second and, round picks became yeah. Jake Bean. So yeah, so mm-hmm. you got Sillinger, Bean, and Bockvist for for Jones. If you get anything like that for Kane, you're that that's three roster players that I aren't can't just. I can't wait to see what Columbus gets with like the seventh overall picker. It's gonna be like Matt Savoie or like Brad. Can we not like, imagine they straight, get Brad man. Lambert. Oh, dude, chill. Nah, that's that, dude. going to the Sabres at fifteen. We talked. About oh, let's go. I need that, dude. <laughs> oh man. Screw but um, um oh, the yeah. Hawks are just like this is the problem with the Hawks though. Like like Reagan said, there's not much to give. It's yeah. just like yeah, like what do you guys have besides like not counting the top guys? Like you really gonna get a lot for Strom or Kubalik? Strom could if Strom could heat up, Strom, maybe Strom, he gets not Kubalik. Yeah. Strom is yeah. just inconsistent. I feel like he's either <clears throat> on fire or he's not there. You're so right. Do you do you move a Connor Murphy or a McCabe? Like I don't, I don't, I don't think you should. But like, and I don't think you're gonna get the return you would want. I think you could get a like, return for Murphy. Maybe Murphy because he's right-handed. He's yeah. right-handed. He's, he's actually, actually good. He plays yeah. 23 minutes a night when he's healthy. No, that, that and is fair. He's making 4.45 yeah. for the next five. Yeah. And I just part of me doesn't think you trade a guy who just signed an extension. Yeah. Yeah, you want fucking picks? That's who you trade. Yeah, the, so like, you hate to do it because he's the perfect guy to play behind Jones mm-hmm. as your second right D. But like, <laughs> you could get a haul for him, man. You do it. And Matt, he's gonna like, be on the Mitchell, wrong side of thirty eventually. He's twenty nine. Yeah, like, like Ian Mitchell could like really take that step and like step up next year. Like it would, it would definitely ease the pain of Connor Murphy being traded. Absolutely. Because- like like Brandon Hagel, like you don't want to trade him. Like that's a guy I would like to keep along for the rebuild. Like he's good in the locker room. Like he's a good defenseman. Like ever since that Jomerson trade has been made, like it seems like every year he's been better, getting better defensively and even like offensively. It would suck to see him go, but like if you can get a good return from him because he is a right-handed defenseman who can play second pair of minutes and has a cost-controlled contract, you can trade him, especially if you can get like a first-round pick and a that, decent prospect. Pierce, that's always the key term with these trades lately. It's are you cost-controlled? Are you cost controlled? Because it yeah. like literally Brandon Hagel got two first because he makes one point five mil. Like think about that. That's yeah. why he got two first. There's it's yeah. not like yeah he's a good hockey player. Absolutely, he makes one point five. Yeah, mil. that's literally the only reason yeah. he got that. Yeah, he, he's a if good. If he makes three mil, that's, that's not the same trade. So he doesn't get trade. a first round pick in general. I don't think. No, it, you yeah. see what I mean though. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, these contracts mean so much. These caps. Well, that's, why, yeah. that's why Blake Coleman got Coleman and Gujar got those those. Yeah. first round picks because they were cost because they made like a combined two million or something or yeah, it's, yeah like, now you can you can afford to have kucherov on those deals because you get those guys to come in on your third and fourth line and they're killer good i agree it's mm-hmm. so pierce like you said i really think the only way a murphy trade happens and also you gotta think murphy's a part of the leadership core here too mm-hmm. so if you trade a taves or a Kane, murphy has to stick around in my opinion yeah. just from a leadership perspective mm-hmm. Because you can't no, get rid of yeah. literally the entire leadership of the locker room. You can't do mm-hmm. that. It never no, that's, has worked that's fair. for any team. Yeah. I think if you get rid of Kane, you keep Murphy. And if you don't get rid of Kane, you might see Murphy go because to yeah. get yeah. that first. But uh, I don't think there's a world where you should trade both. But that, like, that's, that's – yeah. That but like, like you said, it's, it's like so those, are the, those are the two ones that get you the mm-hmm. most. 
I'm not including Alex Debrinkit. I don't even want to talk about no, that trade situation. No, the no, fact that Sarah Volley's clickbait ass put that in everyone's fucking mouths since the fucking doc deal is a problem. I'm sorry. No, I still no. don't believe Alex Debrinkit was on the table for Seth Jones. No. I never believed that. Oh man. Whatever. Yeah. I digress. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. No. Sarah Volley's yeah. clickbait self got the Hawks into a literal shit fest. And are we going to trade Alex to bring him for the end of his contract? But everyone's thinking they can trade their scraps for him. Like, and oh, then, yeah. yeah, and then there's people yeah. that are like, oh, well, what is he going to do without Kane? Like, motherfucker, he got 41 playing with Strom and Dominic fucking Cahoon. Give to <laughs> Sabres like, legend come Dominic. on. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think it goes without saying, though. Like, Kane and, and Murphy are the ones that make the most sense to get it. Trading to bring it in any sense. Unless you're getting, like you said, something completely stupid. Or if you're back. getting an elite forward and like an elite defensive back, you do not make that Top three. 10, potentially top five. Literally yeah. in the last three seasons, top three NHL goal score in the NHL. Yeah. No, you just – you don't do it unless it's – it makes 150% sense back. But like the Kane mm-hmm. and Murphy ones are the ones that I think realistically make the most sense to get any sort of right. draft capital for the next two years. Yeah. Especially if you retain on Kane. Somebody. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, oh, that's 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 a given. I feel like if yeah. Taves can't I mean, get traded, it's yeah. Not I mean, Taves Taves should like I even Taves is double move, retained in my opinion. I think that's I, the way but, you move Taves. You get a third yeah, party yeah. and get him down. I'm, to I'm not a CBA expert on this. I think you can only retain seventy five when it gets to the deadline. Well, no, but that's what I mean. You trade Taves at the deadline. Oh, oh okay, okay. You get yeah. that seventy five percent retention. So, a so contender gets getting, Taves yeah. at like two point yeah. something mil, and yeah. then we get a decent draft pick yeah. or something. So that like, that's when some, I think yeah. Taves yeah. Taves isn't an off season move. I think mm-hmm. I think yeah. Taves is the deadline okay. move. That, that's fair. Kane okay, is an off season yeah. move. Yeah, I was Kane talking about potentially like this draft. So yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, sorry, I should have clarified that. Like Kane's an off season move. There's just too many pieces that are going either way. But Taves, like. He's gonna either he's gonna let you know he wants out and you're not gonna get anything for him, which is what I think is probably gonna happen, mm-hmm. or he's gonna play out his contract till the deadline and you can Go make it cheap, cheap, yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's, that's what fair. I think is gonna happen, yeah. at least. Um, I don't know, Pierce, if you've done any draft scouting. Is there anybody like in the late first round you really would like to see? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah, I've done a like I've actually done like over the past few days. I've been looking in the first mm-hmm. like kind of in the late first round, early first second, early second. Yeah, there's yeah. a good chance that they could be picking some players. But like the players yeah. that I'm looking at, it's like their stats are good. They they're probably gonna move into a range where the Blackhawks can't even I pick can't them, get like, them. No, I know that's what's been happening because with the Sabers third pick from Florida, I'm like. Like if it's twenty eight, we could get this guy, and I'm like, nah, he's gonna totally go nineteen during the draft day, and I'm gonna be depressed. I can't wait. But, but at nah, the same just, time, you know, there's always someone that falls. So like, oh, absolutely. You just like you know uh, who was it last year? Past Pastajov went to oh, Anaheim third okay. round. Yeah, Logan yeah. Stankovin. Let's not talk about that one. Yeah, that honestly devastated me. <laughs> I think I think I saw Pierce's Joker arc start that night. Yeah, so that was the day my Joker arc sp- start because I was put on hockey Twitter struggles, and then oh, literally no. <laughs> I forgot about that. And Such then literally that next day, I'm like, I put so much work in like scouting. I'm like saying, oh, this is who this team can pick. This is the Blackhawks oh, you get a pick there. Or pick this guy there, and then it's like the WHO. I'm like, oh, it's gotta be Logan Stankman, and then like Nolan Allen. And I'm like, I didn't even like pay attention to this guy. I didn't even have him on my list. And I'm like, oh, God. he was projected to be a third round pick. Yeah. This was literally the lady when I was caught. Can I mean, he's like, 
<laughs> yeah, basically. What? <laughs> God, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm so sorry for your pain because I I can relate. When the Sabers picked Poltapov with like the first or second second round pick, and I was like, Logan Stankovic was right there, and then. My dad's like, yeah, but he's I... got Owen Power, man. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, we're our top fifteen yeah. pick, and we couldn't even get him at number thirty-two. I feel so bad for you, man. Uh, I just love that the Hawks basically said they were going to pick Sillinger, and then the Columbus was like, "Yeah, we're taking your guy. We're Fuck taking you. your guy. We want you to know how good this guy's going to be when he's good." That's like, so sad. Um, yeah, literally, they were going to pick him. Like, there's an athletic article that said that, like. They were going to pick Stillinger, and then I think it was like Scott Power writing, and then he said a source in the organization says, oh, that really st- stung when that happened. I'm like, yeah, I bet it did. But bet it did that by. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've looked at a, a few guys, like one guy that who, that I've looked up for the draft who could maybe, I don't know if he's going to slip to the late first round or early second round, but he has a freaking awesome name. His name is Jagger Fergus, Fergus and he plays for the, yep. the Moose Jaw Warriors. He's an Alberta boy. He is a small, small guy. He's like only 5'10", like 150 pounds, but like he's, I think he, he already has more points this year so far than Kirby Dak did in his draft eligible season. Like I think he has like 80 oh, some no. points in like 60 some games. Like, but it doesn't take much. Doc didn't have a good draft here. No, he didn't. He didn't. For Doc, it was always like the the the, the tool set. Yeah, you know, it wasn't but. even that. It was just he had fucking a good playoff, and everyone overrated him. Like he doesn't go top three without that playoff. I promise you. And it, and I, I love Doc, but it's it's true. Maybe six four too. Like yeah, if Jagger yeah, Fergus was like, he's a winger boy. too. If he was like a center, I think, and like a little bigger, he'd probably be a lot more higher. Probably. Yeah. Almost kind of like Logan Stankoven in the way. Like, he just puts up ridiculous points, but, oh, you're a winger and you're small, mm-hmm. so, no. You're a winger, you're small, and there's absolutely no way you translate to the NHL. Ignore everyone else who's done it. They don't count. Ignore Braden Point. Ignore like, Point. Ignore Debrinket. Ignore Caulfield. Ignore this guy. It's never happening. You can't do it. And then he does it, and everyone looks like a dumbass. But... Exactly. I guess. Um, just talk about teams that have clinched the playoff spot. Yeah, um, like, the East is really boring. I'm not gonna lie. Well, the East no... is like set in stone, but I'm looking so much forward to the East because, like, any playoff series is gonna be so much fun. Like, we kind yeah. of discussed it earlier, where mm-hmm. like, oh, Carolina might play, or no, Toronto might play Boston, but it's like, oh, then they might play Tampa. Like, either way, like, either outcome mm-hmm. is gonna be so much fun to watch. Absolutely, Toronto's yeah, either it... gonna face the 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 back to back psycho champions Tampa Bay Lightning, or they're gonna face their boogeyman in Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston, yeah. The East is both fun and boring from a fan perspective because you're like, there's no movement. Like, there's no one yeah. coming in and out. You know, the everything is locked in. in in terms of teams. It's just a matter of like where who plays what. Yeah. yeah, that that's gonna be the fun part to end it. It just sucks that like there's no Andrew Hammond kind of Ottawa Senators story where they win the last <laughs> yeah, where a team is just like seven games or whatever they make it in. Yeah, exactly. yeah, but the West is the the West gets that though because like Vegas is right there and there's like three teams that are like. Really don't want to make it. If the Blackhawks beaten Dallas tonight, that like race between Dallas and Vegas would have been a lot more interesting because without winning the other game in hand on Vegas and like two more points, at least if they lost tonight in regulation, it would have been like a game in hand, but the same amount of points, and it would have been a lot closer. Yeah, um, I the the one that's blowing me away is LA. I know they are injured to hell and back. They have like one defenseman who is not an absolute sieve, but like 
That, but that's another thing. Like Vegas could take over LA because they have a game yeah. in hand if they win and that. Yeah, game, it's. I think Nashville there. is the first wild card spot. If I'm not wrong, yeah. it's like Nashville, Dallas, and like even yeah. Nashville is only like three points ahead of Vegas. So it's like one bad last ten game stretch and you're out. It it it's gonna be like that's what I miss in the East is like the push for like that last spot where like that was loud. <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> that really funny. <laughs> oh man, oh, I was so lost in thought. It was just like, bing. I was like, oh my god. Sorry, all the thoughts just like reset. And, dude, the train's gone. I don't know what I was talking about. Okay. <laughs> the train has left the station. <laughs> oh god. Oh, but yeah, oh, I, literally like I, the final snap of the fingers, <laughs> everything is gone. All my thoughts left. Um, yeah. I, I'm sad LA kind of fell off because I was really hoping they would go first in the Pacific so we could get a Calgary Edmonton round one. Oh, that could still that could oh, still be man. like a second round series. Oh, God, that would be so like. And if that are, happens, I'm buying yeah. tickets to a game. I don't care how much. There are a couple. Yeah, couple there are a couple playoff series that always draw such good, like you know. Uh, Pittsburgh, Philly. I mean, I, I don't know if Chicago, Vancouver would now, but like back, back in the was, day, it did. Back definitely. in the heyday, it yeah. did for sure. Um, I think it was LA and Anaheim or LA and San Jose when they were both very good, was like mm-hmm. also a great one to watch. Toronto, Boston's just crazy. Like, I, I it's one of those ones where like it's much, much, must watch hockey, and I just pray we get it one time. I can't or Edmonton, Colorado, because I want to see. Yeah, I can't even remember the last time Calgary Edmonton played a playoffs. I don't think in my lifetime or any of ours. Like it's definitely been since the nineties. Wonder if it's that one where Smith puts it in off his own goalie. <laughs> that would have been like the eighties. You know yeah. what the funny thing about that is, if the Oilers won that, because that was nineteen eighty six. Had mm-hmm. they won that year, they would have won five cups in a row. Five cups in a row. I know. Eighty five. Then they won in eighty seven and eighty eight, and I'm pretty sure they lost to Calgary because uh, what was it? Steve Smith put the bucket off his own goalie. It is it is crazy. And I think Montreal won that year because Patrick Wall was like a rookie goalie. Yeah, but screw them. Uh, the <laughs> last one, postseason history, 1991 division semifinal, Oilers went 4-3. Dude, that was literally 31 years ago. Jesus Christ, why did you say that? <laughs> I wasn't even ago? born, and I, I feel like I'm 50 now. Oh, God. Ugh. Don't you just love how time works? Here's a funny one for you, though. The all-time series between Calgary and Edmonton. Which team do you think has the more wins? Calgary. Yeah. Wait, what is it? What's like the... 139 to... 139, 123, 18 and 6 for Calgary. And it's oh, like in regular like, season? Yeah, you think about well, that's all time. Oilers, that's, but think that's about how time. shit the Oilers were for 20 years. That's all they time. That. So that's regular season and playoffs. Oh, okay. And, like, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, playoffs, the, I think the Oilers gone with like regular yeah, season. That makes yeah, sense. Postseason results, it's 19 to 11 for the Oilers. And regular <laughs> season, it's 128 to 104. Uh, not counting draws because that's stupid. No one likes ties. We used to play, the NHL used to have ties up until the lockout. Like the, the Dude, I thought they had, I thought crazy. overtime was the thing in like the 70s. When I was told that ties happened in 2004, I was like, you're lying. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First time, like hearing of this? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Like in 03 and 04, the last time. Last, like, last tie in NHL history. I don't like that at all. That's so long. Last time there was ties was the last time the Maple Leafs won a playoff series. April 4th, 2004. Let's go! (laughs) 
<laughs> more leaf slander. Yes, Let's please. Go. That's what I want. Slander Literally an adult life ago, 18 years now. That's Jesus literally oh, this draft, geez. this whoever's yeah. coming out of this draft wasn't born. Shane Wright was like a newborn when the playoffs. I'm having I I thought the, the ding really threw me off. That's gonna give me an existential crisis for the next seven years, dude. What the fuck? Nah, there's always that realization when you're watching like a sports draft and you're just like, I'm older than all these fucking. Yeah, I was like, I feel I'm a year older than you guys. I feel ancient. <laughs> Literally, like I, I just like I always remember like uh, what year my birthday was. Is like, oh yeah, I'm the Matthews draft class. Like, <laughs> I, I know what my draft class was going to be. At I'm least, the Jack but, Hughes draft class because uh, I think we're both the Jack Hughes draft class. You're too. Yeah. Or, well, are you a '99? No, I'm 2000. Well, I'm oh. a late 2000 birthday, so I'm 2019. Oh, I see. I, yeah. So I'm 26. Would I have been he shades? Oh, what? I've been he shades. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you you must be 2017 then. Jesus I think Christ. we're all different. Years I actually, I could have actually yeah, won first overall. That's kind of crazy. The Rasmus Dahlin year. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. That's insane. I oh, hate everything that's just happened. Why? Just... <laughs> we just all just realized how old we are. This is great. What the hell this is going? Is great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Welcome to learning math with the PJS guys. I hope oh, you've had a great experience with this <laughs> endeavor. As everyone listening in their car, as as the dozens of people listening in their cars are. Just hey, like, that's being like, kind. It's got to be like. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for like the fifty-year-old who's just like, oh, these young kids don't understand yet. He's young whippersnappers. Oh you know what my dad hey, told me? Get it. Yager or Yager and uh, Bro went in his draft year, like the like in nineteen ninety, because that's when he graduated. Because he's nineteen seventy two born. So. What? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, bro. I swear, it makes no sense. Oh, like, it makes sense, but it's just like it, when you think about it in hindsight, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is insane. <laughs> I gotta look this up. Who one of my and his favorite team was that? his favorite team was the Devils. With, so he was like like Broder was basically like like they're pretty they're the same age. I think Broder is like I think like a couple weeks younger than him. So it's like he cheered for someone that was like always the same age as which is which is so weird. <laughs> Awkward moment of silence there, but <laughs> my God, I'm sorry. Um, I'm just I I, <laughs> I words are hard at this point. Yeah, we're we're just having an existential crisis right now. Don't mind yeah. us. And it's not even related to the Blackhawks. I've been like having a mental breakdown because I graduated college in like a little over a month, and now I'm. This is just making it worse. Making it worse. <laughs> yeah, this is this, this so is old right now. Guys haven't helped at all. Come on! Oh my god! Nineteen. I'm like my college graduation is literally like a month away at this point, and now I'm like, wow. Life. Life yeah. sucks. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, we, we literally just had an existential crisis on the podcast. God. Yeah. So who's clinched? Is it just like 16? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what we're talking about? Back, back to hockey. Um, five um, teams clinched and four are in the East, so go East, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Colorado's clinched their first in the league. Florida is, is clinched their first second in the league. Carolina's clinched your third in the third. league. Toronto's clinched your fourth in the league. And then the, the Rangers. Rangers. 
they're, yeah, they're, they're tied with Toronto on points, but Toronto's got a game in hand, which they're going to lose because they're frauds. Because they suck and they're Toronto. Yeah. I agree. Toronto sucks. <laughs> Comes back out of nowhere. I agree. Toronto I agree. I was just going to say, I came back just to find out. I opened Twitter for two seconds, and I saw Jonathan Taves on Carolina in our sim, and I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry. that's> <laughs> like, I immediately closed the app. Um, <laughs> that's enough for today. Seriously. But, um, oh, man. So what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember we, like, finished up, like, we just had an existential crisis on the podcast. I'm like, how the hell did we get here? I'm like, oh, yeah, we're trying to talk about the teams that clinched in the playoffs. How Reagan, did- I'm curious. Oh, sorry. What were you going to say, Reagan? How did we get to where we, we got? I don't think. That's a podcast. We never know. It's like it's like the, um oh, man, it's like, you know, when, like, the trains, like, separate tracks. We just kept hitting the one that pushes it to the side road every time. Yeah. So we yeah. just kept going this way the entire time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's what makes the show fun. Yeah. So. That's what makes it a podcast. But I, I, I got a question for all y'all because I'm curious because, like, Let's hear it. I know who my favorite is right now to win the cup. I'm just curious, like, in your heart of hearts, who do you think should win the cup right now? Because I, I really still think it's Tampa. I really oh, do. yeah, me Tampa too. Yeah. I, think, I think you and I both think that. Yeah. I, I really don't want to see that happen, but that's kind of the feeling I'm getting. Um, I feel like Boston can make a really good fight for it. But at the end of the day, I do think it's at least going to be a team lose. Yeah, I agree with you, Reagan. I, I could definitely see Boston just like no one sees it coming. They yeah. could just – they get the, – <laughs> they beat the least in round one, get that little <laughs> bit of momentum. <laughs> I don't know. Like – the way Bo- – like, I, I agree. Like, the way Boston's kind of – they the way they roll their lines, the way they yeah. – the, their goaltending's been phenomenal the last yeah. little bit. Swayman – like, I can't believe how good Jeremy Swayman is, by the way. Yeah. That is insane. We always talk about that the Rangers so going mad, from – Yeah, we always talk – we always get – like, we talk about the Rangers going from Lungfist to Shesterkin. Like, Boston's gone from Rast to Swayman. Like, that's not bad either. <laughs> I was yeah. so mad like, when – because I had Swayman on my fantasy team. It was kind of a random thing. I was like, sure, I need a goalie. Let's just go with this random kid. Why not? Let's go. How good he was actually going to be. And then they sent him down to the AHL because Rask came back. And I was like, well, this sucks. And I didn't realize Rask would just be like here and gone like right away. So I like Mm -hmm. let him go and then booked his summer. And I'm back and I was like, well, shoot. (laughs) Because this would have been so much better, but whatever. Like he's been so good and Olmark's been pretty good too. Oh, yeah. Like they, I feel like the goaltending for Boston doesn't get nearly enough credit. Honestly, yeah, definitely. They they've been extremely underrated this year, and like I think I think Pierce, you and I talked joked about this. Like I think David Postnock's having like the quietest thirty eight goal season. Oh, I think he's at forty now. He's gotta be right. Oh, he's at forty now. Go fucking figure. Like <laughs> like Postnock's well, no, thirty eight, but he's gonna get to forty, no problem. Like Bergeron literally lapped everyone in the Selkie race. Brad mm-hmm. Marchand's still in the lead. Whatever the fuck you want to call seventy two points. Yeah. Like the. Boston just quietly gets shit done. All yeah, the time. Okay. I want to Taylor Hall is 54 sorry. points. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but like, no, you're what, what, when did he start producing? Playing with David Pasternak will do that. Just yeah. saying. Because, uh, Reagan, if I recall, isn't he playing with Pasternak right now? Did they split or... up the perfection line? Well, yeah. no, because I know well, they, I know they put the brusque with Martian. The brusque has forty goals, man. He had like, he only had like three. Like, in, like the first 20. half of the year, he has like twenty now. 
Yeah. Bruins. Line I thought you said forty. I was like, yeah. I thought, 40. I thought oh, you said yeah. forty-two, and I almost oh, shit myself. Uh, okay, right now it's Marshawn, Bergeron, DeBrusque, Hall, Halla, and Hall. what would be Pasternak when he's not hurt. That's crazy. that's fuck. I hate this team so much. Here's the thing: Kara if Hall like they don't face Tampa in the first round, and like somehow Tampa gets ousted, like they they they're my favorites in the East. Like oh, yeah. that's what that's what happened in 2019 because Columbus swept uh, Tampa, Tampa and then Boston Boston. Columbus, and then they went to the Cup final. Like if they mm-hmm. if they don't face Tampa and Tampa gets out in the first round, they're my favorites in the East, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and that's the whole thing. It always goes back to Tampa Bay. They're always going to be the hurdle. They're always going to be that beat team. the champ. Yeah. Got to beat the man. Mm-hmm. Got to beat the man. That's just the way it is. Jesus, Jeremy Swimming has a 918 save percentage. It's crazy. Like, and no one's talking about Allmark has a 912. At one point, he had like an 8 fucking 90. He was so bad to start the season. Boston's second half has been nuts. And, like, and one thing that doesn't get talked about enough, I feel like, I is that third line for Boston right now, I believe it's Frederick, Coyle, and Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Literally, Globetrotter it, shit is going on in that third mm-hmm. line. And it makes no sense. Like, they have made, tra- they made Craig Smith back into that 20 goal guy that he used to be in Nashville. Charlie Coyle is finally living up to his contract. Yeah, and he's then got Trent- points. Exactly. And then Trent Frederick's, you know, finally showing some offensive potential. Like yeah. He's a person, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's, a, he's the agitator. He's the third. He's like the Michael Bunting of a line, if you will. Like, <laughs> Toronto fan. <laughs> but, um... Like, did you see no, like, but, Did you see the tweet of Michael Bunting? It's like they call him Double Seven, and it's like your goal since March is like zero Calder votes, and it's like <laughs> seven years older than the whole rookie class. I love it so much. I'm sorry, like I can't. Like I, I wish I was petty enough to go through tweets from six years ago to see how many Leafs fans fucking hated Artemi Panarin winning the Calder. Mm-hmm. I oh. wish I could. I wish I was petty enough to do it. But I'm not. I'm lazy, and I don't want to do that. Shit. Went it last year, like 23 or something. Literally, no one better than I. Man. Like they were the same age, age, pretty much. Mm-hmm. The only people who can play him were Stars fans, and they have every right because Jason Robertson's stud. So Jason, Jason Robertson, Robertson was very good. Man. Unfortunately, uh, Kirill Kaprizov was just much better. Pierce was saying he could be a heart winner early in the year, and he was right. Like if he didn't, he cool, absolutely. And it's not right. even him that cooled off; it was his team that cooled off. Because Kaprizov still got like what ninety points now, forty goals. Yeah, like, dude, everyone, and it's not even that. Like everyone is just having a great like season. Like I think for me, the front runner is Matthews. Everyone's saying, "Oh, it's anonymous. It should be Matthews." I'm like, I don't know if it's like locked up. I definitely think it's Matthews right now. But like, there's there's too many players that are having such a good season. Like, like, hundred twenty yeah. points, like. Johnny Gaudreau, man, gets no credit. Johnny Gaudreau, yeah, no Johnny Gaudreau leads the league yeah. in five on five points, which is amazing. He, I know. He, that I mean, line of Lindholm, Kachuk, Gaudreau is the best line in hockey, and no one's talking yeah. about that. No one's Dude, talking. might get a hundred points, and it's like it's just a thing. No one cares. Like, <laughs> yeah. Those points by a defenseman since like the eighties, and, and he's literally gonna, is he's, not even going to probably win the fucking Norris. He's going to lose the heart, and he's going to lose the Norris because somebody got thirty goals, and they're going to be like, mm, "But he scored. You just got assists. Sorry." Oh, no. um, anyway, you he only talk- made Philip Forsberg shoot twenty two percent in a contract year. <laughs> oh no! no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! You want to talk Literally, about uh, a Jason Robertson and how good Dallas is going to be in the future? They have the, the three highest scores in each of the CHL leagues. Logan Stankiven leads the WHL. Maverick Bork leads the QMJHL, and um, 
Wyatt Johnston. Wyatt Johnston. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and they're in our division. No. no That's literally a line right there. Because why wouldn't he be Pierce? Mm-hmm. Come on. This is the same thing of like when, what was it, like the, the Reichel year where I was like, oh, there's all these guys. And all of them stay in the fucking division. Like Chaz Lucius and all those fucking guys. Like. Literally, Chaz Lucius is such a right cool that's name. Dude, Chaz Lucius is a Chad, and he's a goal scorer, and he's the man. I don't fucking care. I love I Chaz Lucius. I love it so much. He's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, but Nolan Allen. Which, Nolan God Allen. bless him, but, like, why? Why? No, I, really, like, I remember verbatim, like, preaching my case to Chris Peters about how good fucking, uh, what's his face, Chaz Lucius was. Because I was like, I'm sorry, no one can do in front of the net what he does in any of the strap class. Mm-hmm. And guess what? No one still can. <laughs> I feel bad for guys like Nolan Allen who like they're not the worst pick. Like no, it's not his fault. fault he was picked, but like no. fans are gonna have these expectations because they see Logan Stankovin and these guys killing it. And they're like, you could have had him. Even Colton Doc. This, this is the Kirby Doc syndrome. This yeah. is this is literally what this is. Like Doc's fine. That's not the problem. The problem is Trevor Zegers doing spinorama assists and Mo Sider fucking lighting the fucking league up. And guess what? Those guys went two and four picks after the fucking Doc. That's what, the problem. Who went right after Doc? Who was fucking Byram. Yeah. Who, when he's healthy, has been pretty he's good. very good. Exactly. The only pick that was picked after oh, Doc wow. that is maybe Over at here. that level is Turcotte. Oh. No, That's wasn't it wasn't Turcotte. Oh, yeah, Turkov was fifth. Was fifth. So, and yeah. Doc is better than Turkov yeah. in terms of NHL production at this point. But Turkov yeah, like, has a different trajectory, so it's a good I feel game. so bad because Kotko and Doc are two and three, and then you have, like, Cider, Cousins, Zegris, Pudkolzin. I don't see people giving Kotko shit. He hasn't been great either. Like, no, no, no. I won't. He's no one gives Kotko shit because they're too busy giving Lafreniere shit. Hey, yeah, it's easy. There's a lot of this. This draft class is like actually oh, it's really fucking good. good. It's really yeah. fucking good, dude. Like, which is like, why yeah. I get more and more. Like, I want to be a doc defender. But uh, the more I look at this draft class, yeah. the more at the end of the draft, you even have guys like Bjorn Fots there, McMichael, Tomasino, Pelty. Alex Newhook went like 16 to Colorado it's that draft. Ar- Archer Cal. They got Newhook and Byram in the same fucking <laughs> round. I hate Colorado mm. with a fiery noted, passion. Noted worst Robertson, Nick one in this one, followed by Matthew Robertson, who I don't even think are related, but that's cool. Ranger legend. Edmonton Oil King, Matthew Robertson, but not anymore. Not anymore. If only, if only because like that that Oil Kings team is stacked this year. They might actually. Isn't Brady Tracy on the team? Uh, sorry, who? No, I'm wrong. No, no it's not. Thinking. That Edmonton team's got, like, Gunther. Yeah, you got, they got Kosa, Gunther. They have... Uh, they have four firsts. It's they have Caden not, Gooley, not, yeah, They have... Who's the other first? Oh, Jake Neighbors. Jake Neighbors. And then they, okay, I every, got... For some reason, I got Braden Tracy and Jake Neighbors. Everyone's, favorite, everyone's <laughs> new favorite player. You have to love Luke Prokop just for what he's Luke done. Luke Prokop, yeah. Come he's on, on that team, too. Legend. Uh, Does he Justin hate gay people? Porter. Maybe. But we don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. No, did you see his Instagram story where it's like that, that was I that was the joke I was trying to allude to, but I no, I'm not. It. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. But um, I yeah, but Jacob, like you said, the 2019 draft class is just it's it like it, and you if, know what's crazy? Yeah. Guess all the guys that are doing good got a couple fucking years of development before they got in the NHL. Why don't we just talk yeah. about that real quick? Bowen Byram, Cedar, Zegris literally Cousin. got fucking thrown to the San Diego goals for the whole year last year. I love like, that. No, people forget that. 
Like, yeah. And, and I wanted to point this out earlier when we were talking about like pushing people younger. I didn't make the point earlier, but like, I give so much credit to teams like Anaheim and San Jose for, you know, having the balls to literally send Eklund and McTavish down when you could argue they were playing good enough to stay in the NHL this year. But they knew they knew what they needed for their development. I feel so bad for William Eklund. Not burning a year off their contract. Like they had the Wait, has Eklund not been good? Oh, he's he's been been terrible in the SAS. I did not know that. I did not know that. That I know. That's why I'm my fucking points. (laughs) I'm not I'm not gonna get I wanna double check. I know McTavish has been good, but shit. (laughs) So actually no, in the SHL he's got fourteen and twenty nine, which isn't terrible. Eh, Um, That's like half a point per game. I, but he did better last year, though. He did so better last cool. year, twenty three and forty. He only has yeah. one goal. That's the big thing. He must Ooh, have. That one is goal. the big thing. He has one goal. Yeah, that's not good. He has more assists than he did last year. If he even like, mm. he must be having like a shooting. I, I feel bad for the kids who have to go back to the SHL and league sometimes because like it is a men's league and sometimes like you just those are the top five. Those are the top five down. hardest leagues to play in the yeah. world for mm. hockey. And, and they don't like that was the thing I had the issue with to go back to the Sabers. They drafted Rosen. 13th because of the Ristolainen trade and they sent him to the SHL and I was like oh cool and he's playing like 8 minutes a game and I'm like this isn't developing him this is just like he's playing 4th line on a men's team this, you're not doing anything Yeah, that's you could have played in the NHL enough. and learn more but yeah that's yeah uh, you could play like in the H or even like a junior Swedish league like you'd be better off playing in there yeah that's go play in the Elspen Center in the SHL J, uh, J20s it's, it would be so much better but that's a that's a completely different topic for another day that um, we can get to right now. No, <laughs> um, what do you want to go to next? We talked about teams that clinched. Uh, we've talked about playoff matchups. We've talked about. Yeah. I guess you could go with the inverse. You could talk about the teams. That oh, suck. Jacob, we never got your opinion because we kind of all consensually agreed on Tampa earlier. <laughs> like, we were going on our. So while you were away, yeah. I, was, I just brought up the question of like. In your heart of hearts, who do you think's winning the cup right now? And I think Tampa. all of us just said Tampa because Tampa. you can't get over that. So not it's even like, a second thought. Just here's like here's the thing: yeah. even when Pittsburgh won back to back and they were clearly worse in the third year, I still said to my friends in the Washington series, until they lose, I, I don't think it. they I don't will. Believe it. Like, yeah, like, and it, it's you know, like the Hawks had the Kings, who were also dominant at the time. Tampa doesn't have that team. They could just be Montreal and Dallas. One of them's last, and one of them might not make the playoffs. They're, I just don't know who's going to take that step to rival them yet. If you said you can't pick Tampa, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Colorado. Another there it is. Yeah. Colorado. No one. That's like, actually a good. That's actually a better way like, to put it. Since we kind of all said Tampa. Yeah. You can't say Tampa. You can't say Tampa. Who do you, you know what? It's not necessarily right a team that I think is going to win, but I would love to see them win. Calgary. Calgary was my second. I, like to see I was going to say Colorado or Calgary. Daryl Sutter hockey, baby. Doesn't get old. I mean, I, I, I don't really care, like, oh, Cap, Cup in Canada kind of thing, but it, it would be cool to see a team, like, in your own province win, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I would go to that parade in the heart. Yeah, you guys I would have too. to go to that I parade. Come on. Yeah. Dude, we, we would be at the parade together, let's be honest. Absolutely. I would come see you. What do you think, Reagan? I kind of want to go back on what I was saying about Boston, but I do think Colorado would be a close like second, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, Colorado would probably be my second team, but yeah. I just think the East, though, has just been so dominant this year. I It's hard to bet against an Eastern team, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Colorado yeah. Boston is always good. 
The only oh, yeah. thing with that is that, like, the East is so dominant that, like, I feel like it's going to be such a slog to get through those three teams where, like, Colorado could kind of steamroll the first two rounds and you're really only yeah. playing, like, a hard team in the third. Calgary like, even, be, like, their only challenge in the way. That's yeah, like, with Calgary. Like, even, even Calgary, like, so, what, you play Nashville round one and then you play Edmonton. Like, as long as you don't get, like, the absolute shit beat out of you, you really only have one playoff series. Toronto would have to play Tampa, Boston, Florida. Yeah, they're gonna run the gauntlet. <laughs> Whatever team comes out of the, the Metro, which is the gauntlet. Like, yeah, the the Metro winner might be the fucking wild card team, which is Tampa. So like, it's it, that's gonna be so hard to well, win. I was like saying earlier, Carolina would be better off dropping the second. I know. <laughs> it's it's almost sad to think that like. Hey, we might get the wild card team, and you're like, maybe. Yeah, we'll but that team is going to be Boston or Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably the two best teams in the East, arguably. Oh god, that's a that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, I have a I have a quick question for you because we're, we're talking about the best team. Who's been your most disappointing team this year? Oh, um, I, I. Because like one for this one, I I think I have one, but like I've, I I don't know. It's been on my mind like the last two minutes, and like I think I have mine. Pierce, I want you to go first. Yeah, you can show uh, I'll go Seattle because I was expecting a lot more out of them, but I think the biggest thing with them was just goaltending. That's a that's a fair one. What about you, Schmidt? Because I I have mine now. Okay, so like I'm like looking through the standings right now. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. looking to see who's at the bottom and who I didn't expect to be at the bottom. And, like, yeah, I feel like we said on the show that, like, the Islanders were going to have that rough start just because of the yeah. way their schedule was They're making a push, but I think it's too late. It's too it's late. Too it's late. too late. Yeah. When you have 16 straight games on the road or whatever the fuck they yeah. had, like, yeah. you can't come back from that. That was too hard, which is Exactly. So, I... I'm not going to lie. I was – I'm not going to say that I was one of those – people that would have said, you know what? You know what? No, I'm changing. I was going to say Philly, but that's a lie because I never said Philly was going to make the playoffs. No. I'm saying Winnipeg because Winnipeg's disappointed yeah, the fuck out of me. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't look at – I I was like looking at the standings. I was like, what team's going to get me going? Winnipeg's yeah. going to get me fucking going because yeah. Connor Hellebuck can't solve your problems for Dude, they're like Chicago. Many... They're like a bit better. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, I get it. Winnipeg's a market to where you can't get, like, star fucking free yep. agents. So they had to trade for, like, a bunch of four. Dylan Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, they traded for me. And guess what happened? They disappointed. What else is new? <laughs> fucking, like. Yeah. That, that's, a, like, that's a great shout. Dude, like, they got all the fucking firepower to be the <laughs> best team. Like, literally could compete with Colorado and Tampa. They have shown that at times. I have been to a mm-hmm. game. Obviously, this is when they had Patrick Line, but like I was at a game where the Jets literally steamrolled the Lightning in Tampa, where fans mm-hmm. were leaving in the second period. They were steamrolling mm-hmm. them that bad. If like, you look at teams on paper and you just kind of take what they are, Winnipeg is one of the better built teams, minus their defense. Cause like uh, when Neil Pionk's your best defenseman and then you have a bunch of fours and fives, it, it's not going to work. But their forward core was fucking disgusting and it's just like glow uh, trotters. I think their issue, and it's been their issue for so long, that's why they always underperform. They never had the right coach. Paul Maurice was never the guy to unleash that offensive talent. And having Kyle Lowry's or Adam Lowry's dad, whatever, be the intern was not the right person. Did you say Kyle Lowry? I did Kyle say Kyle Lowry. Lowry. I was, I was thinking, all I could think about was him. He's just on my mind always. That that's cool, such though. a good 
pick because like I had them making the playoffs. I think I had them I did too. Third I in the central. I'm pretty sure I did too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I had, I had them, them third in the central yeah. over like Dallas. Yeah, same year. Literally just, same year. It's, I also yeah. picked Chicago to make the playoffs. So I mean, how? Well, yeah, I was going to say Chicago too, but we've talked enough about how disappointing. Yeah, it's yeah. 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 That's all our podcast is based on. That's man. literally the PJS cast brand. It's like it's it is ingrained in the system. Mm-hmm. But like, also another thing with Winnipeg is like the young talent has not taken that step for that team yet. Oh my god, Sammy Niku fell out of love. They're not using Vinny Hainola the way I thought they would have used him. Cole Perfetti. Christian Veselainen has literally been thrown to the fucking gutter for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. David Gustafson gets more ice time. Who the fuck is David Gustafson? You see the problems <laughs> I have in Winnipeg right now? Mm-hmm. They have all yep. the talent to be literally mm-hmm. on the level of all these good teams. And management is holding them back. They they could I'll have such a chill, top man. six, and yeah, it's just it, Winnipeg is yeah. No, I I feel like been gone for different yeah. reasons, but yeah, like yeah. why do we say the the mm-hmm. the Canadian general manager job is the most stable job in like the NHL God. or whatever? Yeah, yeah. it's Kevin Chevaldeoff's been there for Kevin Chevaldeoff literally should have been fired for the fucking Kyle Beach shit. Exactly. What is not yeah, get into that shit? He's literally not even gonna get into that shit Absolutely. in terms of how much of a tire fire Winnipeg mm-hmm. is. Because I'm so, sorry. Winnipeg's gonna make a move this offseason that's gonna be dumb as fuck. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna trade an Ealers or someone, I, and I, they're gonna I, go I, try to get a defenseman. Like you know, that's I, what's gonna happen. I'm praying. That's that, gonna be like, Connor Murphy for Nick Ealers. The trade is what? <laughs> that's the Connor Murphy trade you make. See, smart. Yeah. Um, okay, my pick is the Flyers, not because I think like they were the most. I think that was the one thing I was yeah. spot on about the Flyers, yeah. like at the beginning of the season. I Mostly said, like, because this not gonna be good. Mostly because I feel like they were the team that went out and did so much in the offseason, and they just completely fucked. Yeah, go for it. They completely fucked it. Like you trading all your draft capital to get wrist aligned and then extending him, and trading uh, for Ryan Ellis. It's disappointing. They got so many good moves or so many moves in, and like it's nothing. The the return they got for Giroux, they've been so disappointing as a a team to watch because like. I don't like Philly. I just like I never have because they're just a crappy fan base and all that. But like, you wanted to see Giroux at least have one good final year there, and they just fucked it so hard. Oh yeah, and yeah. I feel like you know what? I will defend Philly on this one regard, and I feel like this mm-hmm. is why I backed off on them at the last second. Mm-hmm. They lost Couturier and Ellis in yeah. like November. Like they, that they, fucks yeah. the season entirely. Right, they out have had terrible injury luck. Um, I also will never forgive them though for ruining Carter Hart. I mean, oh, Canada, not a, dude. Don't... They literally fucking like yeah. what? You know what? Let's go back to an earlier topic. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking rush NHL players when they're not ready. Yes, Carter Hart was lighting everything up in fucking um. Where was he? Everton. Because oh, yeah. so on... By the way, that's like my biggest like my biggest mm-hmm. wish. I want one of Matt Barzell or Carter Hart to go to Seattle. Because they were literally playing in the Seattle area when they all they had was junior hockey. So, like, the dedicated, dedicated fans would fucking love that. That would be pretty cool. I, like, I'll give you that. That's pretty cool. Carter Hart tending fucking Seattle would be cool, in my opinion. I don't know. And Or Barzell, because he literally like, – like, I told Pierce this, when they drafted Alexander True, I said the same thing. But it's just like – um. Forgot about that. Yeah, they literally drafted oh him just because he played with the yep. Thunderbirds. That's I what it was. I forgot about that. Yep. Um. That that's one of those ones where I can look at it and be like, that's a hundred percent fair. But 
But still, though, again, if you look at teams on paper, Winnipeg is the, the better choice. Even though they're closer, they, they're like six points out. Philly's like fifth last, and it's like I don't think I ever would have thought of you there. The other easy one's Montreal, but like I think going in when everyone found out Carey Price and shit, whether we're going to miss most of the whole year, they just it was a write off. Yeah. And like you know about I, Montreal, they got to go to the Stanley Cup final, and now they get to go on a rebuild where the drafts in Montreal, and they have like and they might get Shane right. That's so here, good. That That's honestly. so that must be great. I was gonna say like Montreal for mine, since they literally just had that like great like yeah. tough game. But then it's like also it's like you're playing without Carey Price, so it's like you're kind of screwed. You're also like a huge part of that team that helped you get to the final. Like Dano isn't there anymore. Like Kukniemi is gone. Like. Thomas Tatar was getting a lot of those goals from that got him to the playoffs. But Jeff Petrie has been out for like most of the year, but though yeah. I did say he, I did see he did like return today. So like, good for him, I guess. <laughs> I saw something that said Carey yeah. Price might start tomorrow. I don't know if that's true. I but, have not seen anything like that, but that would be great. Yeah. Montreal again, back to the whole like uh, Canadian jobs or Canadian GM jobs. They kept Mark Bergevin like maybe three years too long because he has done nothing. Oh my God, Stevie's here. <laughs> just, this is this was like the ding. My train of thought's gone. Oh, they should have kept the no instead of signing Hoffman or Tatar or whatever. Just don't sign oh, Mike Hoffman 100%. for that contract. That's so stupid. Oh yeah, that was I want to know where in that contract they went south because I don't think Dino got over market value. He got like five yeah. something. Yeah, got, and they get like five and a half times six or something. Yeah, and they give and they give Dvorak that money, and then they give Jake Evans the rest of it. So I'm like, oh, I'd rather have the no than those two. Absolutely. Just yeah. saying. He's having a career career year. In Dude, the- literally yeah. one of the best lines in hockey no one talks about is Trevor no, Moore, Philip Deneau, no, Victor Arvidsson. And the only one that talks yeah. about it is me because I fucking love that one. Well, and Tanner. Tanner never stops For talking sure, about Trevor Moore. I hate Tanner, him so Tanner and I are Trevor Moore lovers. <laughs> That's the only thing we need. Uh, Deneau got 5.5 by six years. I don't even know if that was market value. I feel like that's a little under because, like, do for a, a premier shutdown second line center. That has like that's 25 like 50 points. Dude, yeah. dude could have got seven easily somewhere because he's just uh, uh, he's a lock to be perfect for that. But anyway, he wanted to go to LA or like a nice city. He got it and he got his wish because LA looks good. He's on a good, good team. For him. And they're gonna be but like for a long time. I don't know how you don't keep Tatar over fucking. Hoffman again. No disrespect to Hoffman. I know they needed a power play guy because Weber was out. Why would you give him three years? Why? Just I'm asking. I don't Please. know. Please, that's terrible. He was on a PTO last year with St. Louis. <laughs> I forgot about. He, got, he, got he was like healthy scratch at St. Louis, and he got like four and a half. Oh my He God. got PTO'd, and then one year deal, and then Montreal was like, "Here's the fucking briefcase. Leave." Ah, oh, dude. It's, I, I, whatever. Fuck Montreal. Montreal did. Um, Montreal deserves to be where they are. Absolutely. But also, oh. fuck them for keeping Dom Ducharme because we all knew that wasn't the thing in the playoffs when they literally played like glow trotters against Vegas under Luke. And Lucas. they played better under a different coach. Oh my god, dude! They robbed us of a Caulfield year, literally. which I'm also happy. You should be winning the Calder like, right now. Like, <laughs> I'm also happy not. about it though because fuck Montreal. Yeah, um, I don't need that agenda on my book. I already got to deal with the bunting agenda. I don't like that. <laughs> I have too many agendas. <laughs> against too many Calder, man. I hate everything. I hate it In other words, Canadians rot. I want to see an American. Fair and enough. by American, I mean a German defenseman that lives in Detroit. <laughs> but anyway, I want to see an American win. And by American, I mean a good old German. 
Yeah, it's like they mean Trevor Zegers clearly, right? It's like no, most Sider. No, no, most Sider. I'm sorry. I think I've been a firm person on the most Sider train. Like, no 19 year old defenseman has translated this or 20 year old defenseman. Sorry, 20 year old defenseman translated this world to the NHL than most Sider. It's never happened. Maybe McCarr. But like in the last like in terms bit, of like a full complete game, I don't know, I can't remember exactly. That. No, Car's defensive game was nowhere near Siders right now. And neither There's, was Hughes. Neither was a guy like Dolly. And he's neither was Hastings. Hastings yeah. even had a good defensive game coming into the league. His wasn't like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and Heiskanen does not put up, like, the offense that uh, oh, Sider does either. So, like, he has somehow taken, like, the best parts of multiple defensemen coming out of the draft and just went, I'm doing it all. And He's it's got been all incredible. the good John Klingberg parts, but with all the good Nick Lindstrom parts. And that's <laughs> exactly. what's going to make him a lot of fun. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to see his first contract because he's right-handed and, like, he's going to put up 70 points. He's going to get nine and a half. <laughs> oh, no, he's... He's gonna get one Adam Fox call, wasn't it? Like nine and a half times seven. Uh, he's gonna yeah. win two Norrises in the next two years. Don't worry, he knows what's up. It's a niner. Do I hear a niner in there somewhere? I think I do. Oh, yeah, nine. Oh, yeah, nine and a half. And do I hear a ten for nine? And so to the guy from Germany. So to the stupid motherfucker in the boxing little Caesars Arena, Steve Eisen. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so Pierce, do we talk about baseball now? Talk yeah, about the I, want, I want to talk about baseball because yeah, I know you guys probably know more about baseball. Schmitty, I, I feel like this I is your saw, level. Of I saw Toronto. I saw Toronto one one is like two and one. They lost today, but I'm excited uh, to watch more Blue Jays that, baseball. I know really nothing about baseball. It's kind of like sad. football. Like I just I'm just watching. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, okay. dingers, dingers. But I'm just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pierce, this is like when you were getting into football with the Bengals. Yeah. It's like if you couldn't have picked a better year to get into baseball. The Blue Jays, mm-hmm. from what I've read, have a legitimate shot at winning Dude, the World Series. They are fucking cranked down the roster. They and yeah, that first game was a crapshoot, but like it <laughs> kind of so showed what their potential was at yeah. the end of the day. Because they got <laughs> out of a seven-hole <laughs> fucking deficit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. All three Blue Jays games have been a crap show because they were up 6-1 today and they fucking yeah, lost 12 <laughs> oh, okay, so, so they are they are the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fine. They are the Toronto Maple Leafs of like this team's gonna fucking hit. Like they, I think they got four home runs today, and Vladdy finally got his first. It was great, and Whoa. Ryu looked like he was good, and then Whoa. Ryu stopped looking like he was good. And I looked at my phone while I'm playing pool, and I was like, "It was six one, and now it's nine six. What the fuck happened?" It was six one. <laughs> it was. It's always a, it's always a one in Toronto. Four one six one. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh yeah. the best thing about that game too, Steve Dangle was there. Yeah, <laughs> he he is the curse. Oh it. man, poor guy. I feel like this is Schmidt's expertise though, because you work at a baseball stadium. So, like, you run me through how was how was the Cubs this weekend? I actually wanted to ask you that. Yeah, how's that been? Okay, so I now I feel like I'm put on the spot. Shit, I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> oh, I really no. don't. I like talking about hockey. I don't like talking about myself. This but... is how I feel. You, well, you don't have to talk about yourself. But okay, okay. So now I know how you feel. Sorry, Reagan. I'll never do this to you again. Yeah, but, that's um, really the only time yeah. I do. That's like me. I hate talking about. I yeah, like. Funny. You, know, you don't have to talk about yourself. I'm just more curious, like, what is it about, like, what do you love there? Like, what what's so great about Dude, working there? I, I'm not going to lie. Like, so when we get – so I work at Wrigley Field for anyone who's wondering. So I work, I work all the Cubs home games and stuff. So I'm working there. And when the game starts getting to that point where everyone gets into it, you just feel the atmosphere. And that's something that, like, I, Reagan, I don't know if you can, like, attest to this at all, but, like, 
when you're in that environment and you can help someone, you can enhance someone's experience. Mm -hmm. That's kind of why I love this. And like the Cubs have had some crazy ass games this weekend. Like they won nine, I think not nine. They were up seven, nothing in the fourth inning off four hits at one point, which was nuts. And then today, like, and it's great because, like, where I am, I, I can see on the TV, but I don't get the broadcast or I don't get, like, you know, it's a little delayed. But I can hear the fans outside. So when they hit a fucking home run, oh, I know what happens. The whole crowd goes – you think it's crowd noise how loud it is. You're just like, okay, yeah, I, this is an atmosphere. And, like, you just I, – I, I love being a part of the experience. And, like, with baseball, it's like, yeah, I don't think the Cubs are going to be great this year. Like, I yeah. don't think – like, that's why I want to help enhance every every fan's experience right now because, like, I'd rather them have fun with these early April games, especially when it's really fucking cold outside. And you got to sit in this windy-ass weather to watch a mediocre Cubs team. But um, it's a lot of fun, like, honestly. And I, obviously, I'm a White Sox fan, so it's kind of funny. So I, I don't even like the Cubs. <laughs> but it's like I, – I, I'd like to see him do well because the fans will be happier. So it's like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I just turned red laughing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's all good though. It's all good. Like Sox are doing oh. well right now. They won their series against the Tigers. The Cubs just won their series today. They, well, they lost today, but they, they won, they won the two series. Out of, though, yeah. They won two out of the four, but then we had one. That was the Blue Jays with the Rangers. They oh, won two okay. out of three of them. Okay. Yeah, they won two out of three. Um, I will say one of the things that, like, I, again, uh, hockey's forever going to be my favorite sport. I love it. There's something about an MLB atmosphere when you're at the game. It is. That's going to be on my bucket list. I want so go to much. Like, I was at a Toronto game, game because when we they played the That's Twins. Cool. And they were down like 6-2 or something, and they hit a grand slam, and the fucking place erupted. And it's like, I've been to a lot of hockey games. I've never seen anything like it. There was 50,000 fans just on their feet. And it is such a crazy experience. I would re- Like, if you even aren't a fo- uh, baseball fan, try to go to a game. Yeah, It is such a it's so any crazy. level, honestly, mm-hmm. literally any level you can have fun with this. I, yeah. I, can, I can speak from experience. I've worked from single A to MLB in baseball. And every level you can have fun. There's not a doubt in my mind you can have fun. This is such an in, in terms of like you said, Jacob, going to the games. Baseball is second to none in my opinion because I worked for um, the Indianapolis Indians. That's like the minor league team for the Pirates. Mm-hmm. And like they weren't great last year, but like there were so many games where they were just so fun. Like, I think it was the first game I was working. I hit a grand slam, and I was like, I was like, this is crazy. Like. Mm-hmm. Really, like, wouldn't it be so fun if you just like hate one right now? Like, literally, next pitch, grand slam. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Yeah, and it's it, great because, like, literally, no, I I get that too, Reagan. Because it's just like there's like there's some events where it's just like everyone gets involved at one point. Like yeah. yesterday, so like the whole weekend, uh, the Brewers have been hitting the Cubs with pitches, right? right. Like, there's been four guys hit with pitches in the, like two games. Ow. So Contreras got hit twice, and then uh, I think one of the guys they just signed got hit, right? So the next inning, one of the Cubs pitchers just pelts McCutcheon right on the elbow. Oh. Or no, no, I remember it was the so the pitcher hit Ian Happ in the knee and he got hurt. Ooh. And the Cubs pitcher was like, "Yeah, fuck this! I'm literally throwing at your arm." So he threw it right at McCutcheon's arm, and all the benches cleared, and like you could just feel the tension in the ballpark. It was just like. And then, like, the fans would walk up and they'd be like, "Did you just see what just happened?" And then just like have the conversation with them. You can like. 
It's like you're watching like a gladiator fight or something. Literally, like, <laughs> you, like I just watched two coaches go head to head on a fucking baseball field, and now I get to, you know, mm-hmm. help enhance everyone else's experience because everyone's probably just like, "What the fuck just happened?" Like, <laughs> yeah, baseball is also one of the few sports where, like, watching a hockey shutout in like a one nothing game. It's kind of boring unless there's like hits or fights. When it's just skating, it's kind of like whatever. Watching a like two nothing shutout is a spectacle because it's like by the end of it, you're oh, like rare, you're just it? you're cheering for the pitcher. It's a yeah. pitching masterclass. Like I, it is, and it, it's genuinely watching these guys who are at the top level just blow other people away. Oh, and it's like you don't even have to be a fan. You just see it in this like in the ninth inning, this, the last out, everyone's freaking out, and you're like. It's only two nothing. It's still you can get into it, or when it's a blowout and you get to, you know, still your team get into it. Come on, your team could be losing sixteen two, and you just get to get hammered with the guy next to you, and it doesn't matter. Baseball That's the beauty is about yeah, baseball, man. Baseball That's is genuinely one of the most fun sports to actually watch, despite how many people will tell you it's boring because nothing happens. Okay, well, the people who say it's boring are the people who watch it on TV, and mm-hmm. that's fair. Because watching on TV can mm-hmm. get boring. Yes, but when you're at the game, Reagan, I think like you kind of alluded to this at one point. Everyone's just kind of like on the edge of their seat every yeah. pitch. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're they're ready to react, and that's mm-hmm. why you get all those genuine like hockey. I feel like hockey sometimes the goals catch people off guard in a way mm-hmm. to yes. where you don't get that like eccentric electric there's reaction. Build, there's such a buildup in baseball, like where you yeah. don't have that in hockey. And you like have half the fans. Yeah. He just fouled yeah. three balls off and then he mm-hmm. cranks one to right field. And well right. and you have half the fans who are like cheering for the pitcher to get the guy out, half the fans who are there like waiting for like a hit. And you're like especially when I love baseball because for the home runs, but when there's a big inning and there's like six hits and two doubles and something, like when the when the Jays came back against the Rangers in like 2015 or whatever it was. Oh, the Bo- the Bautista bat flip. Oh, but, I watched that even, in class. I remember watching. But even before the Bautista me. bat flip, just to yeah. get to that moment, there was like six hits and there was a hit by pitch and there was two errors. Everything was going right, and you're just freaking out because every you're on the edge of your seat waiting for something to happen. They tie the game because the it's like it's suspenseful, and, there's yeah. not really much of that hockey because yeah. it's so fast paced. Like, hockey, so one pitch can change baseball. the game, yeah. literally, yeah. one yeah. pitch. Can well, hockey's, the game. hockey's so fun in the opposite aspect, though, because you could just be it's like a mundane thing. Oh, they got the puck, it's at the point, it's in. Yeah. What happened? No one knows. Scream, there's not really much build up to it. That's why hockey's yeah. so cool because it's so like it's just like. It can change, like, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. but they're all different. They're all cool in their own way. That's what makes them all great. Like, that's yeah. like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, like, clearly I'm running, like, I'm running with you, Pierce, on a sports podcast. I fucking, sports are my life. I fucking love sports. Yeah. And I want to make everyone else's experience with sports as good as possible. And like sports like these, it just, it comes easy sometimes because you can just kind of revel in the moment. And yep. you can help other people revel in the moment. And it just – it brings people together. And like like you said, it could, like we talked about earlier, it can happen on any level. Like I was just about – I, I just thought about this. Like so my senior year in high school, our college – or not – why did I say college? Our high school baseball team won the national championship or like state championship for Florida. I almost want to say national. I'm, I'm on the college football mindset because I was talking college football before this. I'm sorry. But um, our yeah. high school baseball team won the state championship. And something that little brought so many people together – just because of how just how much baseball is just so intense and how every pitch matters and how every it just yeah. you just get closer and closer to the game and it just brings you more into it and you don't even realize it. And it's just like it could happen on a level that small, it can happen on a level 
as big as the MLB. And I that's mean, what I love about it. Like, mm-hmm. sure, I graduated high school in 2018, but like, my high school is like basketball team just went to the state championship. And sure, they lost because you had to play a Catholic school and they get to recruit all those players. <laughs> so it's not fair. I'm, again, already graduated a couple years ago. Bitter about it, not gonna lie, because it's not fair because they get to recruit all their guys, but whatever. Like, I could just see, like, I wasn't even in my hometown, I'm two and a half, three hours away, and I could just see, like, how close it brought the whole community. And it's just, it's so fun. And, like, like I'm a smart management major, like, this is why I do what I do, because I love being able to bring that experience to other people, because I've loved sports my entire life, and I want to help, like, other people, like, share that love. With you 100% rigged. Like, I'm so glad we have the same mindset because, like, that's why I got a sport management degree, too. That's literally, that's, I want to help, like, like you said, we want to help enhance. Other that's, why, that's, why, that's why we do the podcast because, like, we want to have fun. We want to talk about all the angles about not hockey. And now, like, and it's also fun to talk about other things, too, like, just random shit we talk about on the podcast. And now, like, getting into other sports, like, it's fun. <laughs> learning like like learning something over again because like even though there's still a lot of, i know but like a lot to learn about hockey like mm-hmm. like I, I played the game for like nine years like i live i'm born in canada like i we i didn't live in the u.s where there's like where baseball and football is a lot more prominent so it's like cool to be a, a, a noob at something and learn something all over again mm-hmm. dude trust me there's nothing better than being a new fan of a sport because you just get to love everything yeah. And that's why, like, Pierce, like, I was envious of you, like, you and Julia in the playoffs because <laughs> they were just living it up. And they're like, yeah. I'm and, like, they're just like experiencing the craziness mm-hmm. of playoff football for the first time. I'm just like, dude, yep. it's a fever dream. Like, it is. like these sports are a fever Absolutely. dream at first experience. And then you get mm-hmm. used to it and you love it. It's just, it was yeah. like it was like me my first year of hockey. The the first year I watched hockey was 0506. It was like that I was that was I was cheering for the Oilers that year. That's the year they made the cup final. I'm like, they're not gonna lose. This is gonna so it's gonna be so awesome. And then they made it to game seven that lost, and like that was the first time I've ever experienced heart, hockey heartbreak. Hockey heartbreak makes the makes the heart grow stronger or fonder. Mm. I don't know. Whatever term fits better. Or it just turns your heart off. At <laughs> I mean, that one too. It just turns you into a black to cold. You're an Arizona fan at this point. You don't even user. know what. You don't oh, even wait, know that's what. us. Exactly. <laughs> But then I became a Blackhawks fan, which is the best thing that's happened to me, or and also the worst. Like oh, both at the same time. I think time. I've asked this, Pierce. I am curious. Why the Blackhawks? Because you live, you, you because, live in Canada. Yeah, yeah. I obviously grew up in good old Canada and Alberta, eh? Alberta boy. Um, but yeah, again, like the first year I watched the Oilers make the Cup final, and obviously they lost. Like they were so close. It wasn't even like they got blown out in Game Seven. Like it was, it was two one. Like Justin Williams had to score, to, had to score an empty netter to make it three one. Like it was Cam so Worst close. Series, but, fucking that that yeah. Cup final right out of the lockout was amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, even though it was like the two weirdest teams you can think of, like Edmonton and Carolina. Really. I mean, it didn't get any better yeah. the next year when it was like Anaheim. Yeah, Ottawa. it was Anaheim Ottawa. <laughs> and Sports, and that's I'm so pissed Canada had teams in the cup in like six Dude, three consecutive years. Years. Yeah, When everyone says four? Canada doesn't have a chance to win a cup, go fuck yourself. You blew the chance when you had a yeah. guy to beat every time. Calgary so. was good. Calgary, Tampa, they lost. Edmonton, Carolina, they lost. Ottawa, Anaheim, they lost. And then Vancouver, Boston, they lost. Yeah. And it wasn't all back-to-back, but, like, it was three, and then I think... Yeah, it was three consecutive years, 2004, 2006, because there was a lockout year. No, it was three off, right? Because then it was... Pittsburgh, Detroit, Detroit, Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, like Sorry. I meant like 2004, then, 2006, 2007. Those were consecutive yeah. seasons because there was a lot yeah, yeah. And then there was, was three years in between. between. And then, it was, but then it was Vancouver. Yeah, they lost. Like, and then obviously 
Montreal. Well, the latest one was Montreal with Tampa, yeah. Yeah, which is weird. That, that's what that still happened. Yeah, Winnipeg's, so never, yeah, Winnipeg's never made a cup final. No. Adding to their disappointing history. <laughs> I would love to see Edmonton make, like, somehow <laughs> someone make the cup final because I live here, and that would just be so awesome. Like, when they made it to the second round in 2017, like, that was a huge deal. I can't wait to yeah. see what it would be, if they, even if it was, oh, like, final or something. Uh, so, like, the years I've lived in Calgary, they haven't been great. So, like, nothing's really happened here, especially with COVID. So, I'm so pumped for this year when they make it. And everyone's just going to be wearing red. It's going to be amazing. Anyway. What's it called? Red fun, Mile? Uh, I think it's – isn't it a Sea of Red? I don't sea know of what Red? They, like, there's yeah. – like, like, I don't it's, know. Yeah. name either way. I mean. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think my computer's listening to me to me because it's on my what's happening it's, always it's, listening. it's talking about always Winnipeg and watching. Kirby Doc I think the two things we've talked about the most <laughs> <laughs> the Jets and Kirby Doc they just heard Kirby Doc oh okay let's, let's do that do that oh god that's a great no, but kind of going back to that, like, I, the Oilers were never good enough for a long period of time for me to really gravitate toward. Like, if the Oilers were good after that season and like the next couple of seasons, I probably would be an Oilers fan right now, but they just never like. They were like they missed the playoffs the next year after they made the cup final, and then they just sucked. And like, I remember the Blackhawks like drafting Patrick Kane in 2007. That's like the first time I ever watched a draft, and I'm like, hmm, that's cool. Like, I wonder what like like what Chicago has. And then I watched Taves and Kane the first year, and it's like, oh, this is a pretty good up and coming team. And then they make the conference final next year, and you're instantly like, yeah. you instantly gravitate. Oh yeah. like, like, I don't, I don't blame you because after 06, they missed in. One, two, three. They had it made for ten years. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight years they missed. So you cursed that team for ten years. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, but he cursed the Blackhawks in a good way, so we're good. Then then they beat the Sharks, lost to the Ducks, didn't qualify, didn't qualify, lost to the Blackhawks, lost to the Jets. <laughs> My favorite! Lost to only Mata and Slater Kukuk and the gang. Let's go! Also, can I just point out, like, one complete side note about the, the 2020 bubble. That was probably one of the best ways Corey Crawford could have ever went out as a Blackhawk. I'm yeah. sorry. That dude That's made, like, 45 yeah, like, saves a night every fucking Vegas. night in that bubble. Yeah. I'm sorry. Corey Crawford is the man. Like, There's no so many care. goalies in that bubble who just, like, played out of their fucking mind. Markstrom and Demko, Crawford is great. That, honestly, for it being a COVID cup, that was, like, an actually really good playoff series. Oh, yeah, playoff really to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that oh, in 2019 okay. was so fucking good mm-hmm. in the playoffs. At least in round one. Round one was nuts in all of those. Yeah, because there was all those upsets, and then like as the playoffs got got more boring. More yeah, boring good team playing. <laughs> also, on the note of Corey Crawford, I know he is like technically retired, but I really want him to just pull a house out, just have a one day contract in Chicago, mm-hmm. and just retire Blackhawks because he that will. would yeah. be so fitting. It would make my heart so happy. I remember Schmitty were talking about this. It's like, especially with the 2010 team now, like, who's your all time favorite Blackhawk? For to me, now it's Crawford. Crawford's up there, man. Like, Crawford's really up there. For me, it's Crawford. Underrated. Like, I can't think of another like word, but still underrated. Underappreciated. I don't think he's underrated. He might be one of the most underrated goalies in the yeah. NHL. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, he does not get enough credit for how good he was for a decade. No. no. He has like a career 917. That's yeah, and he was like a nine twenty in, in the playoffs too. Like he showed yeah. in the playoffs. And people who said for Sorry. no reason. Yeah. I'm like, have you guys actually like seen this guy play? Like he's really fucking good. 
That's why like, I got so. Or sorry, I was. Yeah, I was, I was just like, I clear my throat. Sorry, I, I. That's why I just got so like I was so like I feel like all of us were so deflated when Crawford got those concussions because he was like yeah. the year he got that first concussion he had like nine twenty seven. Yeah, he was amazing. Like he would have been a Vezina finalist at least. He literally he was having his best career season when he got hurt, and that's mm-hmm. what makes me so sad about Crawford all the time because I think Crawford had so much more to give. But we're talking about players like get robbed. I was literally at a game yeah. where Evander Kane. Fucking cross checks still in the I remember you me, I, I remember you me DM- I was at that fucking game. Yeah, you DM'd me that game. You're like Crawford's out. I'm like, oh shit. This I literally like- DM'd you all. I was yeah. just like Crawford's out. Just we're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like that's and it was just like like it was like I not to keep going on tangents, but like it was like such a like a tilt like a like a seesaw of events because like the Bears won the NFC North Championship that day, and I go to the Hawks game, and I'm like, "This is gonna be fun." And then everything's gonna be great. I'm just like, and then my my cousin doesn't watch hockey, so he's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "Oh, the you wouldn't understand." Concussion that he missed the whole year. We're fucked. Like, you wouldn't understand. Literally. Oh and man. It's like, it's so I, I love Corey Crawford, man. I agree, Reagan. Oh. Like, he's. Like, I feel like uh, his perception would have been different if they won that playoff series the first year against Vancouver. That was his first year because up until that point, like 2011, 2012, they lost in the first – like 2012, make no mistake, like he was awful against the Coyotes. No, like, he wasn't no good. Mistake about it. But then 2013, ah, like – 2013, he should have won the con smite. I he should have, yeah. I'm pretty That's sure Patrick even saying. said that himself. Like, everyone knew he should have won the con smite. He had, like, a 935 or something. And he continually, over that playoff run, had to keep proving people wrong. He's like, oh, you guys took a rest. They're going to lose in the cup fight. Not as good okay. as Jonathan Quick. Yeah. Not as good as Quick. Jimmy Howard's actually better than him. Uh, like, yeah, you know? people actually said that in 2013. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that? This is wow, to think about. But like, like, like Patty won like a playoff series, and they're like, okay, at least those guys won a playoff series before. But they're going in, they're expecting to win a cup with a guy who hasn't won a playoff series before. You know, like, yeah. But he that was also the year where wasn't it Detroit beat like Anaheim as the two seed that year? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like that was like their long line of like losing in a game seven on home ice. The Bruce Boudreaux. Because they were 2013, 14, 15, and 16. I think it was like four three years they did it. Dude, 2016, I think, hurts the most for Anaheim. I'm sorry. They lost to Nashville. Dude, really no, but they had a 3-2 series lead. Go- that too, yeah. I think they had it over Anaheim, Twice. too. Yeah. Twice, because they had it against Chicago the year before. So. Is that when they still have Boudreaux? They like, can't who? close out a series. Who? Is that when they still have Boudreaux as their coach? Yeah, no, it was Boudreaux and Anderson. It was the one-two punch. I love the fucking no, three, tree. Two, Dude, the ball lost that sure. game seven masterclass. Yeah. No, Jacob, you'll love this. So Flatsavers legend. Dude, Let's back go. in high school, back in high school, I was still the biggest hockey nerd in high school. We were I was in DECA in high school and we made it to nationals in DECA. And that's like a it's like a sports like marketing type thing. We we made it to nationals, which was in Nashville that year. And yeah. there were $45 playoff tickets. Oh, I see. To Anaheim, Nashville. And I was like, guys, I know it's a decent amount. I think we should chalk this up. It's going to be a great experience. And I know Mm -hmm. we just talked up baseball a lot, but I'm about to shit on it. Because we literally were like, no, we can get $5 tickets to go see Vanderbilt baseball in the regular (laughs) season. And guess what? That shit was boring as fuck. And we missed a fucking 3-2 fucking 
crazy yeah. ass game in, in Nashville, Nashville. In Nashville where it's literally a fucking barn when you're in that building. That's, yeah. all, that's on my bucket list. I would love to see a, a game in Nashville. Absolutely. I, I want to see a, a hockey game in East Arena. I think I've seen Yes. There's two hockey things I have. I want to own a jersey for every NHL team, and I want to go to uh, every NHL arena. But I will say this, me, um, when you're talking about regular season, I think hockey and baseball are both two of the pinnacles. When you're talking about playoffs, I think hockey and maybe football are the absolute peaks of like it doesn't matter what happens. A hit, a fight, the ref could drop the puck wrong, and the just the everyone's freaking out. It's, Everything's a, under a <laughs> it's playoff hockey is the absolute most intense thing, it's and it's pinnacle. it's amazing to watch. And, and it's I'm not amazing to be, like, to be like there. My sport, but the Stanley Cup is the like the hardest trophy to win in all the stories. Also, okay. the let's put it this way: when people who don't even cover hockey on national media bring out that the Stanley Cup playoffs are the most entertaining playoffs. That should be a point because, yeah. like, I'm sorry, I've heard guys like Colin Coward and Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on Fox mm-hmm. Sports who Dude. doesn't cover hockey. Yeah, like yeah. they are not paid to cover hockey. Mm-hmm. Bring up how how, how much fun deal? the Stanley Cup yeah. playoffs are. Like, I I just I really think I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like you want it. Like you said, beers. It's like please like my sport. Sorry, I just like drew a blank. I wanted to know. What, I was trying to like. Put the words together, you know. The brain was fucking. What's the, what's the SpongeBob like, thing where like Patrick's brain's moving? That's me yeah. right now. <laughs> I feel like please like my sport is more like like that picture of like LeBron James where he has to get carried off because he hurt his leg, and then it's like Patrice Bergeron like puncturing a lung and playing. You know, but I think that's like more like please like my sport. But like saying like the Stanley Cup is the hardest trophy to win and the best trophy. I don't think it's so much that, but I think I, there, there's a definite to it. But, yeah. but the, from what you said though, because like. Let's put it this way. Let's compare it to the sport that at least puts their brackets and stuff in comparison, which is the NBA. Mm-hmm. The NBA is extremely top heavy. It always yes. has been. It always yes. will be. It's a star-driven league, which I'm not going to fucking to... lie. That's how the NHL should be fucking run. Yeah. We're, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. We're yeah. not going to mm-hmm. get into that. But when it's top heavy like that, you have these problems. You have these problems mm-hmm. of – these teams wanting to be better than they think they are. Like the NHL wants to push this narrative that they need parity, that they need all 32 teams to be good. Well, mainly because they need them because of the fucking internal salary caps half these teams have. But we're just not going to get into that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the luxury tax could fix so oh, many Oh, we could do a whole episode on, like, what's wrong with the Can we do a full yeah. episode in the offseason on the luxury yeah, we'll, tax? Can we'll, you we'll, please do that? Because, like, I could go on for an hour straight about the luxury You're going to have to have me on because I am <clears> – <throat> unless you convince me before then, I am one of the proponents of not changing the cap. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's fine. I'll go head to head with this because I think one of the worst things to do would be that because the NBA playoffs are one of the most boring to watch because of how top heavy it is. Okay, counterpoint the Mm -hmm. NHL is only exciting for the first two rounds. No, in terms of in know, terms of surprises and in terms yeah. of what you're you know alluding what? to with the NBA, yeah, you know what? I'll give you that. That is that is a fair comparison. What's I think the last hockey... great Stanley Cup final, Boston St. Louis. I will say that that was a great Boston, Boston St. Louis, and I think, yeah, I guess so. I think one I also really enjoyed was Pittsburgh San Jose, but that might be more or no, sorry, not San Jose, Pittsburgh Nashville, but that might have been more because of the controversies that happened, like with the, the no. I still think the last Stanley Cup final. It started and ended with a controversial goal. Like, um. Yeah, I, but back the, to the, yeah. Um, oh, you, you 
I think the Chicago Tampa was really good on me because every game except the last game was a one goal game. Oh yeah, that's Which was just true. I didn't even think about it. Was, that. It was just the last game. Oh, the Hawks won two nothing and won the cup. Every other game was a one goal game, and still two nothing. That's a super close game. Sorry. Uh, this might make you guys happy because you're Blackhawks fans. I think the Chicago Boston one was also great, just because of the yeah. ending. I don't aren't care they, about anything like, else. Not be biased and think about the like the Blackhawks, but like the like the last three Stanley Cup Blackhawks in the Blackhawks. I would have to say it's 2009. Yeah. I, like all of the Blackhawks ones were fun to different extents because like the the Kane goal that no one knew went in is one of the most memorable ones. The 17 second collapse or whatever it was with Boston is just yeah. it's also and then memorable. winning it in Chicago in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all memorable for different ones and like if you said to me remember something from Pittsburgh San Jose I would tell you like I Benito, couldn't know maybe That's yeah. it. wasn't Benito's goal against all Benito, 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 Benito. I remember that that's all I remember I remember Chris Letang getting the cup winning goal that's all I remember. It is funny. I remember the Chris Kunitz OT goal to knock out Ottawa more than I remember anything from the San Jose games Honestly, though, that goal was yeah. like that series was iconic as fuck. That series was really good. If that series was the Cup final, I would say that was good. But that series um, made yeah. that series. I'm I'm not. I, I think I've yeah. told this to both of you before, and Reagan, I'll say it to you too. That 2017 Pittsburgh Ottawa Stanley or West or Eastern Conference Final. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. brains all over the place. Yep. That shaped the way the league is today. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry if it was too, Ottawa too makes a Cup yeah. final, nothing. That has happened in the last five Gary years. Gary Bettman would have And that is a third of the league that has changed. That is literally a third of the league that has changed. That is mm-hmm. like, yeah, obviously Eric Carlson, yeah. obviously Matthew Shane. Dude, Mike Hoffman doesn't get flipped to Florida if that happens. <laughs> that none of that shit yeah. happens. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it, Yeah, Ottawa so doesn't many, yeah. like and if Pittsburgh loses, like mm-hmm. obviously Pittsburgh's not gonna change anything. Yeah, maybe they might have traded Kessel yeah. a year earlier. But, but like, Ottawa, yeah, Ottawa doesn't tank and give them fucking uh fucking bowling Byron for free. Like yeah. <laughs> or Sam Gerard. No, it was Nashville, but like that trade doesn't happen. Like, you know? Know? Sam Gerard is not a Colorado Avalanche if that trade is still in Nashville. That's so gross. To I think still about don't understand that trade from Nashville's point of view. Why Dude, did you Nashville give up Sam Gerard? They just Why did you give up Sam Gerard to get Kyle? They just wanted to feel welcome. They gave up Gerard command up in a second, and they got Torres for a year and a half and cut him. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I will never get the NHL. Like we were talking about this, Jacob. I'm sorry, but like we were talking about this earlier. We were literally saying like, oh yeah, like I would love. Like we were talking about the Blackhawks trade and shit. And it's like counterpoint. NHL GMs are fucking stupid. And I don't know what the fuck these idiots are going to do half the time. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the dunk, the whole Duncan Keith thing? It's like, we're not going to get anything for Duncan Keith. And then the trade goes down. They got a third round pick in Caleb Jones and they didn't even retain salary. So like one part of me is like, oh, Jonathan Taze is not going to yeah, get When I say Taze is going to double retain, someone's going to fucking take that shit at five. I know. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like earlier when we talked about like, hey, if Kane gets you that, but I don't think he will. And I was like, actually, you know what? Gyms are pretty stupid. They'll do whatever they want. There's always like, 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 like the pessimistic. Yeah. yeah. Back yeah, to like the, the national pessimistic one. side where you're like, oh, I won't get that much. And then like the realistic side is like, okay, NHL gyms are stupid. These guys realistic have side, they got five assets for Seth Jones. Yeah. Like, you want to talk about realistic yeah. side? Right before Ristolani was traded, I got the notification and I said to my dad, I'm like, I bet you it's a fifth. And then it was first, second, and Hag, and he goes, "You're a fucking idiot, Jacob." And I just went, "You must be bad." God, oh, I was freaking the fuck out. But I've been trying to say this: the greatest thing about the Duchesne trade with Turris going to Nashville was they cut him, and then they got Duchesne. 
Yeah. They were involved in that trade to give up Sammy Jr. Yes, 40 goals this year. I'm pretty sure close to it. Matt Duchesne's literally having a career year in Nashville right now. And it doesn't crazy. It literally doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what he does because he's not named Roman Yossi, who's just like the goaded defensive player of like this fucking. He has 38 goals? Like I said, Matthew Shane is career high in goals, assists, and points. I'm pretty sure. If oh, it's not, not assists, assists, it's goals no. and points. I it is goals much. and points because he had 47 assists in one Colorado season. Oh, boo, um, Wendy, boo. But, you were feeding fucking Landis mm-hmm. Scott for 30. But, but Pierce, when you said he's close to 40, I was like, eh, maybe he meant 30. He's got 38? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Like, there are so many players where you're like, yeah. you know who's another player who I saw his stats? Someone's like, oh, this guy has many goals. Guess who has 50 points on the St. Louis Blues? Ivan Barbashev. Yes, Ivan Barbashev. He has 50 oh. points. I remember uh, like, he's already been his career high. I mean, he still has like another 10 or so games to go. Like, it's, it's so crazy. I, are having a, anyone who years. complains about higher scoring hockey is just being. No, it's, I'm pretty sure it's like the highest yeah. scoring season since the 90s. Like, like who, who cares about good defensive games? Give me 6 5 every night if it's fun. Like, the. Even the Sabres who've sucked have played more fun games this season than they have in the last half a decade. Uh, I can't say I the Blackhawks haven't played like non-entertaining games for the most part. Like you can't tell me that six-five loss to the Sabres, even though you lost. When you oh, were even though I wasn't so was so trust me, this is this is rivaling this is rivaling twenty nineteen levels of bullshit in terms of a Blackhawks. Because <laughs> the bullshit in the Blackhawks that season went the Blackhawks' favor to an extent to where they at least won some games. This one is just like. Yeah, remember all that good luck you got for a couple years? We're literally going to shit down. It's gone. And it's gone. <laughs> so back back to the Twitter what's happening page. Now they're telling me that Dale Talon is trending, which is yeah, another yeah, thing. Uh, with, uh, He's commenting with Pat Foley. Pat, but like, this is crazy. Everything but honestly, Dale Talon was low-key spitting on the show. I'm not gonna he knew it was, yeah. Um, tell him was kind of saying like what I've been preaching. About. Should we hire him back? No. Yeah. Back to what means should we do? Are you vote? I'll say this about the cap. I think the only thing that makes it different than hockey or NBA is the amount of players it takes. You can get really top heavy in the NBA because there's five guys on the court. Three superstars makes a difference. Three superstars in the NHL makes you the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if you don't uh, build a good team around them, they're they're just not going to do anything. I think right. that's. I, I will say I think allowing certain teams to spend more would make some teams better, so but I don't. Back. I think it might go less towards basketball and more towards baseball's luxury cap. Well, yeah, and yeah. either one is fine in my opinion. My point is I, I think it's going to make the league more money. It, either yeah, fucking way, more money is, is what nice. they need. Yeah, more money is nice. Dude, let Toronto I, and like yeah. the Rangers spend all. Dude, if Toronto can spend 110 mil, they're gonna win a cup this year. I'm sorry. Th- yeah, that's and you know the, how much yeah. money that will bring in for the league? And like, so much, yeah. dude. What, what did what did Dangle say that one time? We keep the power on for yeah. you, literally. And as like, much yeah. as we like shit on Toronto, if they, dude, if they even like get to Montreal, the final, if Montreal yeah. wasn't in a pandemic year, the the NHL would be literally like so screwed. Yeah, right there would be now. that. Yeah. There'd be I riots, fucking like, promise you, yeah. the NHL would be like Scrooge McDuck right now. Yeah, I think one of the only issues with that is hockey is such a niche sport in America right now. If you had the top five or six teams spend and win more, you might alienate a smaller part of the fan base. 
Well, just what, say, if, what if yeah. the one of those teams that spent had maybe the greatest American player that might have played the sport? But would the Americans care? Like uh, they have, if they marketed it enough, yes. If they market, that's never, but, that's, nev- that's never been a da- like a thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. If it won't work, dude, if you market it hard enough, people will fucking watch. Which is uh, yeah. why I thought initially Pierce can Pierce can attest to this. This is why I thought ESPN was going to work. This is mm-hmm. why I thought TNT was going to work. I think then TNT I realized how though, like, they're going to advertise yeah, this yeah. shit, I and the advertising yeah. is the fucking key. I'm sorry, like I don't mm-hmm. need to keep going on a tangent, yeah. but it's just like, dude, people like you know what perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect parallel, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. People compare, people complain at nauseum about Marvel shows and Marvel movies mm-hmm. and how much they get marketed and how much money they make and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. They make that much money because they put that much effort into their marketing campaign. Absolutely, they put that much effort into pushing the fucking product. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry if NHL is going to play second fiddle to these companies behind the NBA, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah, I think what you said there's a perfect example of why it might not work because if they refuse to market it like that and then they do a luxury cap like that, you're probably going to fuck it because you're not going to be marketing it to the people to grow it and you're just going to make the the fan base smaller. And the last thing I want to see is the NHL really fuck it up because like there is no fallback. What are you going to watch the SHL? Like it's... Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. It, 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 listen, it, it, in June or July, if you ever have that, I would love to come on because I could be persuaded to change my mind. But as of right now, with how the, the league and the thing is, I just couldn't see letting the top six teams that make money spend would make the NHL that much better right now. My final argument, and we'll save this for another show. Hmm? Look at the NBA. Look at how much the casual fan gravitates to that. Fair. Look at how much they gravitate to that. And I'm sorry, that is the NHL's biggest problem right now. They have no, us. Fair. All yep. of us. They Anyone listening normies. to this show is about as diehard of a hockey yeah. fan as you they can do be. You're the normies. 1% of the 1%. You are the fucking yeah. 0.1%. Yeah. We need to go get the other 99.9%. Yeah. No, that that's is that's where I keep fucking mm-hmm. struggling with this fucking league. And I mm-hmm. think I've told the Pierce, I've said it on the show, mm-hmm. You have to hit that casual yeah. fucking fan. We need more normies yeah. than hockey. Even like, if you only literally, hit, yeah. Even if you only hit fifty percent of it, it's still fifty percent of what you never had. It's still yeah. so much. You you have to find a way to get hockey in on these big talk shows and like the radio shows and all that. When they're talking about what LeBron James ate for breakfast, you take that thirty seconds and just talk about LeBron James. Yeah, I don't like I don't like Austin Matthews because it's on the leaves. Yeah, like, talk about anything. It's just like I wonder if that's part of the reason too why uh because it's so European heavy in hockey compared to other sports over here. I wonder if that's why it just doesn't market well. See but then the I don't know. Dude, I just like the American product has never been better. In it never has. It has no. literally never been better. When your American you hockey team in 2010, when your 2010 American hockey team had Dustin Brown and Ryan Callahan on it, and I mean, <laughs> when no the 2016 team. World Cup of Hockey had Ryan Shut fucking Callahan, on it. I mean, no disrespect to them, but you look at this year and you could have Trevor Zegers on your third line or Jack Hughes instead, Literally and it's like fucking Brock Besser's on your fourth line. It, it's such a difference. And like you have marketable stars from top to bottom, and you're not talking about even the top guy for whatever reason. Yep. I know who Brock yep. Besser and is. Connor McDavid doesn't get nearly enough screen time in American audiences. <sighs> yeah, and you don't even and have. You know to... what? You know yeah. what? I'm not gonna lie. Kind of 
fuck whoever was in the 2016 draft lottery because Austin Matthews should be in an American market. I'm, <laughs> Honestly, I'm sorry yeah. if Austin Matthews was in like New York or he was Ooh. in LA or yeah. he was in literally any of these fucking giant market towns, the NHL probably would have skyrocketed. They Absolutely. probably would have skyrocketed. Literally, Jacob, you're going to love this one. Mm-hmm. Bro, if McDavid goes to Buffalo over Eichel, I oh, bet the league different. probably gets more attention. I probably. bet the league gets more attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffalo is already a hockey ha- or uh, yeah, a hockey hotbed for it's like basically Canada, but in the U.S. It's, it it's, is. It's South Canada. It's yeah, South Canada. Mm-hmm. It's like Buffalo sucked for ten years, and they're still top ten. In when you look at ratings, every like game, ratings, and it's like Buffalo's yeah. always up there, even when yeah. like, the Sabers aren't in. Even which when we suck, so ratings, like, yeah. literally everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, listen, I agree with you on a lot of it. It's just uh, they have to implement it the perfect way to make it work. And I don't trust a single thing Gary Bettman does. And I feel like fair. they would love the league way more Completely than anybody else. Completely fair. I, you know what? Yeah. Well, we need. We should probably yeah. just. We should probably just pocket it for now. now. Yeah, and talk talk about so, it during for like yeah. a whole show because it's one of those ones where you could go on for hours about. We just went on for about twenty yeah. minutes. And there's, so so many, and there's so many angles to yeah. it too. Like, mm-hmm. There's oh, yeah, no, no one perfect yeah. answer. I, I full heartedly agree. We should do a, we should do a full show on that. Like, yeah, I, it, I, I it's one of those ones in the off season when there's not much going on. You could literally take up two hours just talking about that because there's so many different ways to look at it. And like, do you trust the way the NHL is going to do it? Do you trust the way it's going to be marketed? Do you trust that it's not going to, you know, are is it going to benefit just six teams and the rest of it is going to get fucked? You know, there's a lot that you could talk about for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of hockey you could talk about. I remember. Uh, That's why we got a show. Yeah. <clears throat> saw. Show. What I tweeted about how the NCAA or NCAA rules are stupid for draft prospects. Like you could talk about that for thirty minutes about how like no other league gets that. You could go in the CHL and you have to go back in the draft instead of getting well, like, everything like anywhere. hockey related, like from the business aspect, from the culture Makes aspect, no like sense. the all nice product. It's, though, it's like there's so, so many things to talk backwards, about. man. Like oh, what do we say? Always yeah. say, Pierce. They are light years behind every other sport. Yeah. Literal light years kind. behind every mm-hmm. other sport. Yeah, yeah. What does what does Steve Dangle say? It's the best sport, but it's the worst product. It'll be the best sport when it's done. It'll be the best sport once it's done being made. Because yeah. it's exactly. not done being made yet, and that's the fucking problem. So, Pierce, what do you want to talk but about? Enough about us ranting about yeah. bullshit. Do you want to talk about Shane right? Sorry, Reagan and Pierce. Jacob and I just went on a giant ass tangent. Pierce, do you want to talk about just right, or do you want to talk about like the top three? Um, what I was kind of wanting to do is like since the Blackhawks suck and we actually don't even know (laughs) if they're not the first round pick. Um, I kind of and really just for in general, I want to talk about the prospects in the draft. Like, so I got a mock draft up right now, but like I I think talk about Shane. uh, What what is yours? Yours is top two protected. Yeah, top two protected. So, so, so talk yeah. about Shane yeah. Wright. Talk about Shane Wright first, and then uh, I can kind of throw a couple of guys that might be there. At yeah, because like over the yeah. next few months before the draft, we're going to talk about some names, whether it's like the top five, mm-hmm. top ten, and like kind of later in the first round, or second round. Because yeah, get like not even just for the Blackhawks side of things, but just to, like familiarize people. Because like I've, I honestly knew nothing about this draft up until like the last few days when I've been like just looking I... around and shit. Elite prospects is a great like thing to oh, look yeah. at for prospects by the way Shout so yeah we're talking about shane wright who was like the anonymous choice to go first overall like if you look at on uh, lee prospects which i'm literally just looking Stop. off of right now 
Uh, there's rankings, so it's like it includes TSN, uh, like Bob McKenzie's ranking is on TSN. There's like a bunch of other like outlets that do it as well, and like it's number one anonymous across the board, which I totally it's agree. It's been with. like that for three years. Yeah, like, which is weird because people were like earlier on in the season, were like, I don't know about Shane Wright. He doesn't have enough uh, offensive talent. I don't think he's a good enough. And he starts scoring goals from behind the net. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And literally, the net, like, it might have even been the same night where he just like goes behind the net and bangs off the goal. And like, are you fucking kidding? like this guy? I think it's he, almost because like he is one of the few like players that have been uh, Grant's exceptional stats. So like McDavid's yeah. had that. I think Tavares has had it. Ekblad had it. I think uh, most, I wanna, of the, I most of the cases they've they've worked out. I think the only one that hasn't worked out is like Sean Day. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> even Day, that is. And even now though, he's actually kind of looking not bad. I remember Mark was there. You go. There you go. In Tampa's, Tampa's farm system, he actually like he's in Tampa's farm system. He's gonna be the next Victor Hemmen now. Oh my god. <laughs> but um, um if I could add a note to Shane Wright, I, I remember I was so uh for any listeners on the show when we had Scott Wheeler on the podcast. Uh, when I got the okay. chance to talk to him, I was asking him about what he thought about Shane Wright's game, and he made a very good comparison. He, he sees a lot of John Tavares in him. And the way yeah, – It's not like the fleetest of foot. Like I'll let you continue, but, yeah, I do I do see that, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, you you made the point exactly. He's He doesn't have the fleet of foot, but the way he battles, the way he creates space for himself and other players. Like, mm-hmm. that is the one part about John Tavares' game that I don't think gets enough credit. Like, I don't know if y'all remember the one goal when he was on the Islanders where he literally is in three-on-three overtime, just shaking off all three Sean people. Couturier. Yeah, Sean Couturier. Yeah. You remember the, you remember oh the highlight. I'm so glad yeah. you remember the highlight. He literally shakes Sean Couturier in, like, a defenseman and another winger and just feeds Josh Bailey wide open. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of play I can see. Sorry, that's the kind of play I can see Shane Wright completing in this league. And I just think he has that top end talent. He has that high. He has that tool set to work in tight. He has that tool set to work in the corners. He has the size to work in front of the net. But he also has the ridiculous wrist shot to where you could just throw him on the right or left circle, and he's just gonna hammer that shit. Like he versatility I feel like is just so useful in today's league and like Pierce I've talked to you about this with Cooley a lot like that's why I like Cooley so much at like number two but Shane Wright I feel like just personifies that and like yeah people talk about his defensive game and stuff but like when you could do stuff offensively that Shane Wright does you take those chances 100 times out of 100 100 times out of 100 yeah and I think the biggest thing is like why teams have won the Stanley Cup is because their number one center is so versatile. Like, like mm-hmm. change. Like we, we went through all like the aspects of his game where like he can play that hard game, but he also has a very like skill and finesse based game. I feel like mm-hmm. when you look at Tampa Bay with Brain Point, I think that's a great example. Like he's a very skilled forward, but like he, even though he's like five nine, five ten, he will not I'll be knock you on your ass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, and we've <laughs> yeah. seen that with like the past like top centers of Stanley Cup championship winning teams like Ryan O'Reilly, like. Yeah, Nicholas Backstrom even like come on like I think like there's some similarities between him and Ryan O'Reilly like I think again not fleet of foot but again just like Mm -hmm. super smart works their ass off I feel like I think Shane Wright has more skill than him but like just go through all the Static Cup champions of the last like 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 decade or so and you like all the number one centers yeah Shane Shane Wright has like those qualities so absolutely and I think the big debate with the Blackhawks is like 
one of the biggest questions in the offseason. Like, what if they do win a draft lottery spot? If they win number one overall, even if, like, worst-case scenario next year, like, Columbus gets Connor Bedard first overall, you still got Shane right out of it who's going to yeah. be, like, number one. I was going to say, like, you know, it's yeah. going to suck not having the Bedard pick, but when you see that power play of, like, I mean, yeah. right and it's just like, you know. To be honest, nice. too, if <laughs> Chicago wins this year's draft lottery, you're going up from, what, seventh to first? There's yeah. no way the Hawks finished last last year and or next year unless something can like catastrophic happens yeah. to break it. you trade Kane Taves and Murphy and then they would have to like die Arizona yeah. and like yeah. trade yeah. Edward, literally everyone and put bottom that out. But if you much. take if you take right first overall, there's no way you're doing that. So I just don't no. see a world where you pick first overall. You're not Buffalo or Edmonton where you're that bad. No. Um Shane Wright too. I, I know at the beginning of the year he had that really rough start and everyone was like, ah, oh, he's barely he has 91 he's points. Man. In he's the man now. He's, he's the, the man. He's at a point and a half per game pace right now this season. Not, right? not just that. Yeah. He has he is like well and far above the next person in all of the CHL for this draft class of mm-hmm. like like points. He's just killing it. And there's not a single thing you can say about him. Even at the World Juniors, he had one assist in two games, but he didn't look out of place. He had a he broken was... hand, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wasn't he hurt in the World Juniors? I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. I can't remember. That was also he didn't have a broken hand. He had something yeah. wrong with his hand, though. I he know he had, had something wrong with his hand. He might have had like a wrist injury or something, yeah. but he still didn't look out of place. He was quick. He was fast. He won puck battles. He's one of those guys that's you're not going to get him and expect him to be a number one center. But maybe in the draft, you look at him and you say, okay, he's a much better Dylan Cousins, who just does everything really well. I think he is the and, number one like, yeah. franchise centerman, though. Like A lot I, of people have said Patrice Bergeron, which is weird. I don't maybe, think he's that good defensively. I, I, I said he's John Tavares. That's, that, yeah, that John is Tavares, my, yeah. that is my John Tavares might be the best Tavares. example where he, he's going to get like 30 and 50 or 30 and 60, and he's going to get you 90 points. He's, he's not, not terrible McDavid. defensively, but he's not great yeah. defensively. That's he's not McDavid he but or McKinnon or whatever, but he's not whoever Arizona He's not fucking Riley Smith. All exactly. Right? He's not that. Like, what come did on. Riley Smith, dude. You I don't such know. A... I was going down Vegas. <laughs> I was looking for a name, and it's just like you could have said know. Chandler Stevens. At least he's the center. Wow, the disrespect. I don't know. Man. I was <laughs> going down the Vegas lineup, and I was like, maybe there's a guy in there, and then I just like threw a name out. Like, Benny off. But I'm just saying, like. No, I, mine I, is I, my I, bullshit point. Shane <laughs> Wright is going to be the yeah. man. I, he's I, not I, one of those guys that's going to just be a two center like Hiche was. I no. think he can genuinely be a number one center. He's not going to be. A it's top not going to happen guy. day one. Yeah. it's not. not, he's not it's a, take a couple of years probably. He's not a Barkov. He's not an Eichel. He's not a McDavid. A Matthews. A McKinnon. Whatever you want to say, your top five is. But he's going to be right there, and he's, he's going to be, be a so good. You're right yeah. below it. I think. And he's yeah, you know, and you put him with the right guys, and he might be there. You know, it's, you put him it's, with the brinket, like he might be there. Exactly. Like, you put him with the brinket or, or whatever. He's one of those guys, and I think especially because uh, let me take a look. He's six one, and I think he's, he's one eighty seven. He's, he's, yeah. he's a size kid. Like he, he, he puts on ten pounds this summer. He comes in at six one, one ninety seven, yeah. kind of close to two hundred. He's solid <laughs> enough where he could play in the NHL, especially in a sheltered role. You give him third line minutes, and you don't rush him in. Buddy, it's probably one of those ones. Jacob, this is where I come with this confliction about the Blackhawks because I'm like, dude, if they win the lottery, you don't get rid of Patrick Kane. You need Patrick Kane there to show Shane Wright how to be Shane Wright. Yeah. I'm sorry. Pierce and I have talked about this many times with Patrick Kane. If Patrick mm-hmm. Sharp's not there when Patrick Kane starts his career, he's not. Yeah, it's not the same. He's not exactly. Alex to break is not Alex to break without Patrick. I'm Kane. almost curious though. Because we talked about how maybe a Shane Wright isn't necessarily like a number one 
over or not a number one overall pick, a number one standout player in the NHL like a McDavid. I think maybe. he could be, but I don't think he's a McDavid tier. But I don't that's think he's a, a McDavid tier. I think he's Kane level. But, but that's what I mean. He could be Kane level, but could he learn a lot from a Jonathan Taves? I know if he learns from both and he gets the best learned, from if both. If he learned from both, that's what I'm saying. We're talking about Kirby Doc, how he's starting to get better defensively and he's starting to get that face off up. What has Taze been known for for a decade? Elite defensively, great face off guy. And you get Shane Wright, who's already got the hands and the shot and everything. You get him that elite. You get him that elite defensive mentor. That would be so fucking good. And yes, you want Kane there, and I know that. And if you get right, maybe you don't have to trade Kane because you don't need another first because you have Shane Wright. That's that's fair. But I, I think if you kept both of them for him, that would be very good. Oh, I agree. And yeah. like I like I think from Kane's perspective, you keep him just because you show him how to get mm. to that offensive ceiling at the NHL level. Like yep. we've seen what Kane does with literally anybody low quality nhl players like he can make anyone yeah. literally i think all of us all of us go on the ice and if we put our stick on the ice kane is going to put that shit on our tape and it's going in the back michael Hanzus, a two-time stanley cup champion think about that That's a forgot, one-time stanley cup champion. i forgot Whatever. you traded for michael Hans. oh because that was the move joe quenville needed to make so- Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Anyone who says Taves is overrated, go look at who Taves had under him for those. No, they won clubs with Dave Think about Brad Richards at the end of his career was a two C on that team when they won a cup. You remember like, when Toronto overpaid Dave Bowen? <laughs> Back to Toronto slander yeah. for a second. Remember when they fucked that up? Remember when they fucked up that and Clarkson? Oh my God, the glory days! Davey Please bring Clark. that back. Davy fucking Clark. Um, just another yeah. note on Shane Wright and his first year, his exceptional stats here. He had 39 goals in 58 games, and at the World Under 18s last year, he had nine goals in five games on route to a gold medal. Yeah. I fucking love Shane. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I I've always liked Shane Wright's game, and like Pierce, you'd be yeah. like, like Pierce and I have the same approach to the draft. Uh-huh. We talked about this. It's like we're kind of just looking at it like, yep, we just need to see the lottery, yeah. pull the bandaid yeah. off. Like yeah. Pierce, you said it best. Pull the bandaid off. Mm-hmm. Just. Let us know we don't have a first. But I'm yeah, like, but also if it would be get cool. one of those top two picks, yeah. it gets a lot more. Fun. If you're first overall, if you get first overall, this is the year where you can easily look at it and say Shane writes it. There is no what I'm on this guy, this guy, this guy. We'll talk about them in a no, second. It's Shane Wright, it's Shane Wright this year, overall, like you said, yeah, at sixteen up against potential twenty-year-olds was the 20 man. Sixty-six points on a shitty Kingston team. The next year, they don't even have an OHL season. So what does he do? He goes to the U18s. He puts up 14 points in five games. He had nine goals. Whatever he's done this year to start it, it doesn't matter. There is the potential there for a superstar. You take him and you run with it. Exactly. And, like, it's not even – and I know we have fans who are not just Blackhawks fans listening too. Like, if any franchise gets this guy, like for instance, yeah. if Seattle can win the first oh, man. Pick, you, right you got right and veneers yeah. for the next decade? Holy fucking shit! It's <laughs> disgusting. Like, so, Schmitty, I, I remember we learned about it from, uh, I think it was Wally when he did the draft lottery. It is true. You can only move up 10 spots now. Huh. So, if so you, you can fit- move from 15 to 5? Exactly. But, so weird. remember when the Rangers won? I think they were 13th and they went to first. Not possible. You can uh, go well, from 13th. The Hawks to... wouldn't have got the third overall pick if that was the case. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Dallas would have got high skidding either because I think they went up. Philly wouldn't have got Nolan Patrick. Exactly. Uh, oh, have been a good oh you want to know what actually would have happened? You'll love this one. Carolina wouldn't have gotten Sveshnikov. Let's go. Cool. 
Because they were 13th and they moved up to two, I'm pretty sure. Fuck you, Sveshnikov. So, Smash um, wouldn't have been yeah. a bottom character. So, all you have to do is finish bottom 11, which right now it's San Jose, Anaheim, Detroit, Buffalo, Columbus, Ottawa, Philly, New Jersey, Seattle, Arizona, and Montreal. Um, oh, well, that Columbus one is Chicago. I should clarify that. Um, <laughs> so, if you're one of those fans listening, you can move up to first, but if you're just outside, uh, you're fucked. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, but if you're in that bottom eleven and you move up to Shane, like to first, it's Shane Wright. You take Shane him. Wright. You have a number one center now, and if you had a number one center before, congratulations! Now you have an elite two center. And if he's Dive your Crosby and Malkin, exactly. McDavid yeah, Everyone's always like, "Well, what happens if you have too many? It doesn't matter. Play them there. You can have two elite centers." I'm, I'm so it's, sick of this. I'm so sick of this argument because every yeah. team besides the Blackhawks had two elite centers winning a cup and the Kings. But like, Louis, who was really elite after O'Reilly? Mm, yeah, okay. yeah. You know what? Like, St. Louis, like, St. Louis is literally okay. Yeah. In terms of my agenda and algorithm, St. Louis fucks it up every time. St. Louis is so, such an anomaly. I hope. I kind of wish they did win. Now. I'm sorry. Stamkos Point, Stamkos Point, Backstrom, yeah. Kuznetsov, Crosby, Malkin, Crosby, Crosby Malkin. Malkin. Don't count Taves and Richards. Kopitar Carter, Taves yep. Hounsus, Kopitar Carter, Bergeron, or Krejci Bergeron, I think at the time is what it was, yep. which is really fucking good in 2011. Yep. And Taves. then, yeah, like what I'm saying, yep. that's what I'm saying though. Like if you have two fucking elite centers, you are going to make a, you're going Absolutely. to make a bar in this league. Absolutely. There's just no other way around it. Because yeah. they carry their winners. The, I think this is the more interesting part. So I don't know how it works. Like, I don't know if you can only move up to one or if you can also move up to two. I'm not sure. But if the Hawks move up to two, they kind of have an interesting choice ahead of them. Because, like, this is where I'm not a Hawks fan, so it kind of comes back to bite me. What's your direct need? Oh, should oh, I lead off Pierce? Because you know my lead. Yeah. It's uh, I like Cooley. Yeah. It's Logan, Logan Cooley. Cooley. Okay. It is Logan Cooley. I'm sorry. As soon as Scott Wheeler yeah. gave me the brain point com- comparable for him. Yeah. That's all I needed because yeah. I already loved his film. I already loved the highlights I saw from him. I loved mm-hmm. the fucking advanced analytics from him. Yeah. Not advanced analytics, no, but you know what I mean. Like his defensive yeah, game. And I, stuff. Know, I like, know what you mean, yeah. And like what did we talk about earlier? Versatility mm-hmm. at the center mm-hmm. position. And yep. he probably is the most versatile player in this draft, I'd say. That's fair. Pierce, what about you? What do you what do you think yeah, of the Blackhawks? Like, like I think like the biggest thing the Blackhawks is like getting centers and like if okay. centers can't play center, then whatever you got a winger, you know? Like mm-hmm. Yeah, if that's your case, it looks like Cooley's your only guy because your next center's at seven with Kiki and then eight with Savoy. Matthew Savoy, I would take, but he's more of a project. Like he's he might be the mm-hmm. pure skill like the most pure skilled player in the draft, yeah. but like that's like it, it is up for debate because there's a lot of good players in this draft. Yeah, but I would lot. definitely I think yeah, I think the top four, and then there's a couple guys in the top ten that are going to be really, really, really I would really lean towards good. Cooley, but I wouldn't be mad if they pick Savoie, but I feel like they would if they were in that. Yeah, it looks like Savoie is starting to fall down the list, which is weird because at 5'9 and Cooley's 5'10, it really shouldn't be that way. That one has gone up and one's gone down because Savoie's still having a crazy good year. But I think it's because Cooley's more complete of a player. Maybe, that. Like, that could be it. Um, the only knock I have against Cooley is from what I've seen, he kind of lacked a little bit of work ethic, but that could be easily fixed. He is only playing in the U.S. national development team. A lot of guys that come out of there 
it's an easier league. I, I don't want to say it, it as a knock, but like, dude, you're only like a superstar. Yeah. Look at the twenty on a, yeah. class. I was gonna say you're playing on a stack team. You can kind of get a little lack lackadaisical. Let me look at Turcotte. Look at Cali. Okay, F, but also if that's your if, if that's, that's your, your one knock, no, no, yeah. no, 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 you're not gonna like where I go with this one. If that's Fuck. your knock, mm-hmm. that's my red flag. Sorry, now I'm concerned because I'm sorry. What mm-hmm. I heard with Turcotte during that draft class, and mm-hmm. it sticks with me now. It yep. sticks with me when I heard this. Go ahead. Every scout I've heard from, nothing mm-hmm. stood out with him. Nothing did stand out. Nothing stood nothing out with, stood out with him. Really worried. Zegris, Zegris always had the playmaking. Hughes mm-hmm. was always the man. They always had, like, York was always uh, Caul- that defender. Yeah, like, Caulfield could Caulfield shoot. Caulfield was the shooter. Yeah. Like, everyone had an asset that mm-hmm. made them special. Turcotte never had that. Yeah, I don't know what asset makes Cooley special right now, and that's yeah. what scares me. There, there is that one thing, and I, I'd have to watch a bit more of him to really dissect this. Shane Wright's at Shane Wright yeah. on a one-on-one battle is what's won my over for. Him. Yes, he can Shane beat R- off yeah. a man. So <laughs> fucking wrong. I like, tried not to laugh. I'm sorry. The one-on-one battle, just he is very good at it, mm-hmm. and that can get you so yeah. far. That's the one thing that really separates Wright from the pack for me, especially from Cooley, is Shane Wright's work ethic, especially away from the puck, is so top-notch that when he comes out of the draft, you know at an NHL level he will still have some of that. Cooley for me scares me a bit because of that, where like I feel like as an undersized guy going up against guys, defensemen who are 6'3", he might struggle to win puck battles unless he really ups his game but he does have a lot of other stuff he's a very flashy player he's very good with uh, the puck on his stick it's just going to be developing everything else and i think pierce is right where when he said uh that might be his best point is he's the most nhl not nhl ready because that'd be right i, I don't see more of, of logan clegg and i haven't done too yeah. much deep diving but like shane Wright, i watched a bunch i'm like yeah okay, I, I think he's just the most man. complete player which to Schmidt's point, might also be worrying because he's complete in the fact that he's just jack of all trades, yeah. master of none, whatever it's called. And at an NHL level, you can see guys live like Mike Hoffman's made a career of just being a good shooter. And there's a couple guys who just make third line careers of just being very good at everything. Is that what you want as a two C or two pick? Which one do you want? Do you take a chance on the ceiling or do you change mm-hmm. your? Do you pick oh, the floor? Know. Yeah, exactly. Do you pick the ceiling or do you pick the floor? And that's like that a would, whole yeah. philosophical draft. I'm always yeah. ceiling guy. Like I always try, I always to see, at, yeah. especially high in the draft. Later in the draft, you can pick the floor because you don't care as much. But I early in the draft, you always pick. Yeah, the ceiling. Like you got a top ten pick, pick, you take yeah. the highest. Yeah, I think to me, to me, for number two, it would be Savoie versus Cooley, and I think that would be like a good like podcasting to yeah. do one day. But, if yeah. you need a center. IMO, it's definitely between Cooley and Savoie because Geeky scares me. His skating is so No, bad. I would not choose Geeky. He almost his, has like three doc where he's like – His skating is so bad, and as a 6'4 yeah. guy, he does not use his size to his advantage. Now, he can learn. We've seen this year uh, with Thompson. He doesn't hit, but he's found a way to use his size to win puck battles, and if Cooley – or if Geeky can develop that, it's great. That's only happened once in the last like decade with Thompson, so it's going to be rough. But his his skating really does worry me, and that means Buffalo's going to pick him, which is <laughs> terrified. Because when Buffalo picked Quinn, his skating was bad, and now he's fucking like a little. Now he's like, water. what is it like? Two game in the AHL, he's fine. He's like one point six four points per game. He's got like the third best points per game in the AHL in the last like decade and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. That's the thing with top picks; you can almost never go wrong if your development is if you develop them right. 
because they all have potential. It's just about unlocking it. <clears throat> like you, you might pass up on Rondell, but if the guy you pick ends up being a top six winger, you can't really complain because you've still got something. Yeah, it's like Chicago with like Reichel. Like they could have Dawson Mercer, but like Reichel isn't doing well, so yeah. you can't really. Um, yeah, so if you're not going for a center, though, I think the Hawks have a couple decent options. Nemich looks great. If you want a right-handed defense... Well, if they had enough Seth I Jones, saw someone say yeah. that fucking right Nemich is going to be Tavares heaven, and I was like, relax. All right, Nemich isn't that yeah. good. Uh, Nemich no. is pretty good for what he he's does. He's not headman good, all right? No, but, I mean, he's got maybe close to potential. To I think he's like, he's like Seth Jones kind of, I think. I don't know. That well, that's of, fair. But on like the same below line, that, but like number two like pick, I'm not taking guy. time yeah. That's fair. Uh, some At least it is strictly some, because of how the right yeah. side is, though. I'm sorry. Because like yeah, that's Jones, fair. Murphy, Mitchell, Jones, there's no way for him to have, fit in. Yeah. That's fair. And then the next pick after that is year six. So uh, it's another right-handed defenseman. If you're not looking for that, you're not going there. So the only other two picks after Rukuli and then to Savoie are Slavkovsky. And Kamel, and I am a very not big Kamel fan. No, like Slavkovsky, Slavkovsky, I'm very, very high on because what he does in a mental. I, I think he's a good top five pick. I wouldn't pick him okay, second. Okay, can, can you second is fair to not pick him at, but like for a 6'4, 225 guy coming right out of the draft, he's a perfect power forward, super physical, super good in front of the net, really good hands for a big dude. Somebody's going to pick him and it, he, he's probably got the best floor after right. Maybe not the best ceiling, if that's the easiest. Yeah, way I get what you mean. It's like a, it's like a Kachuk type thing. Like everyone knew Kachuk yeah. had the highest floor in 2018. Mm-hmm. They all yeah. knew that because mm-hmm. he was always going to be an impact player right out of the shoot. Mm-hmm. You just don't know what that ceiling is going to be. And I guess is yeah. I'm not trying to. Obviously, I was just about to say it. I haven't watched a lot of Slavkovsky films, so I don't know mm-hmm. what he is. I'm not trying to compare him to Brady Kachuk, but like. Mm-hmm. From what you said, that's kind of the um, parallel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a team that gets him would be better off than Kachuk just because Ottawa does not know how to develop players to save their fucking lives. New Jersey gets a Slavkovsky, that might be a problem. Oh, you can imagine Slavkovsky with Hughes and Holtz. <laughs> what a line. We and then Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, and Dawson Mercer. Have yeah, some fun yeah. with that one. Have some fun with that one. Mm-hmm. I think this Thank top eight. God, I, think, yeah. not, yeah. I think after right, the next seven guys, minus a couple, I think Kamel and, and Geeky could be a little worse. But with Savoie and Yersik Nemec er, and Slavkovsky and Cooley, I think if the right teams get them and they develop them, they all have chance to be like top six, top four defensemen kind of players. <clears throat> After that, it's a crapshoot because, like, yeah, I, I really don't I know. Much after that, like, yeah. maybe the top ten. I yeah. really don't even know much about much about the top ten. Yeah, but. even the guys who are like rounding up the top ten, I'm not huge on. There's a couple guys. Lambert has all the skills. It's just whether he has the toolbox to put it together. There's a couple guys later on, like with Miro Schnickenko. He just got a Hodge oh, he got a leukemia. I yeah, think. he's he's got what a uh, Mario Lemieux had, so he's yeah. not going to be ready. Uh, no, to no, no, play it's for... a Hodgson's lymphoma. That's oh, what yeah. yeah, yeah, he's not going to be ready to play for a whole year. So, like, you take him in the first round, you hope he slips. If you have like an extra first round pick, like, like I wouldn't Arizona, mind the Sabres. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. the Sabres or Arizona taking him late, but it's one of those ones where if it's your only first, I don't know if you bank. No, right, no. If you have like multiple or even like two early second round picks, I would do that. But yeah. no, if you have like. One one pick in the first or second round, I would not do that. But yeah, that's a 
That's kind of like it. Which fucking sucks. I, I, yeah. like he's still, like, <laughs> I know. It's the same with Amirov. You just hate to see these guys get mm-hmm. any sort of thing like that. If it happens on the ice, like when Stamkos broke his leg, it's one of those things that happens with hockey. It, you can't avoid an injury like that. When a guy gets cancer, it's just yeah, you're you like, feel fuck. like the gate. You feel like somebody's really just out to get this guy for no reason. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I, I really hope for the best for Amirov, honestly. I, I, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Miroshnikenko and Amirov, it's, it's terrible. Both of them are Russian. It's just, I know, just like the worst. It's, and like the yeah. thing is, like, I don't know what the situation is like with drafting Russian. <laughs> it's, like, it's, I bet that's... His stock could fall so hard because at one point I think he was up to like 11th or 13th. And now he's down. To I thought like the top five, which I think is a little yeah. high. But I think a little high for what he was. But still, though, he has a lot of skill. And now with what's going on in Russia and what's going on with his with cancer, he's not going to be able to play for a long Nothing time. Nothing is going in his favor, which fucking exactly. But uh, back to the Hawks. If they get first, it's right. If they get second, um, and they want a center, it's probably Cooley or Savard. And if <clears throat> and if for whatever reason they decide they don't want a center. It's probably Slavkovsky because I don't see them taking a right-handed defenseman unless they're really high on Nemec. Ooh, and Nemec dude, Jones and Nemec would be nice. Though. Yeah, if if, if they take Nemec, it would really open up a Murphy trade. But that's like the only dude. option. Yeah, I <clears throat> yeah. Part of me thinks like it's gonna be Cooley or Slavkovsky if they get two, but man, Nemec really does open some opportunities. And, like, they really haven't had a crack at a defenseman like that. I honestly don't know if you can compare Nemeth. Because, like, Pierce, you talked about this. Byram got overrated to shit that year. They said he was going to be the next Victor Hedman, basically. No. And that didn't happen. So, I don't you, – you can see why I'm a little hesitant to this stuff, right? Like, I'm a little hesitant to giving these players these, like, high ceilings and stuff. Like, I don't want to – how do I put it? You know what I mean, Pierce. Like, I don't want to put this, like, I don't no, want to put this be, burden no, I always try to be more conservative. Like, I really do I do, like, oh, this guy's, I think this guy's going to be, like, a, yeah. this player and blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah, and that's why, like, I, like, it, we do it with Doc. We do it with all these young guys we have. We try to kind of temper our expectations. And I feel like I'm trying to temper my expectations with a lot of these draft picks. I haven't looked into a lot of them, but, like, it's just, like, you could see where the ceiling hits on some of these guys, and you could see – I don't know. The thing with prospects is you could see just like a highlight reel, and you'll get hooked. You'll get hooked. You that, don't see yeah. all the blemishes in their game. You just Absolutely. see all the good. Yeah, that's it's, the yeah. Once you like look at more game tape, like, that's when you really start to pick. Yeah, you gotta watch the full game. game. That's the best. The way two to worst see ways it. to rank prospects are just going on their elite prospects and going points, hmm. good, or going highlight reel. Good. Yeah, there's they're like, bad there's at. You have to see what they have to work like, are they on. playing on a, like a good line? You know, like mm-hmm. are they on a good team? Like are they? Like, yeah, bad? you know, there's like so much. Absolutely, it. absolutely. And it's like, well, the the best example was when Schmidty said about a uh, Turcot or Turcot or whatever. Um, he was on such a stacked team. He had such great line mates. When you watch his gameplay and you see that he's just good, and everyone else is great, you kind of can see where maybe he shouldn't have won fifth. At the same time, you might say maybe LA hasn't had the best time developing him. Also, they got to quit Byfield next year, so that kind of changes They're things. Fine. Exactly. And they got Brand Clark. They're okay. <laughs> They're so good. I'm um, sure them. 
Pierce, do you want to get to uh, Twitter questions? Oh, fuck. I literally was thinking about that. I was like, holy fuck, we haven't gotten Twitter questions yet. It's, it's We're actually bordering on 3 30 where I'm at, and I have to be up at like 6.30. Oh, so. shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you you haven't talked in like the last 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, and I, don't God. God. No, I literally, I literally was like, like I, so I just did shut up about the prospects. I was like, well, I also feel like bad because, like, I'm notoriously awful at like following prospects, and I have not followed this like upcoming draft class at all. Well, I really haven't either, so don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> the only name I know is Shane Wright. I'm like, I have zero input here. Uh, honestly, if it wasn't Whoa. for Shane, I would not follow this draft class. But <laughs> I have to to get the fucking prospects right. He's the only name, and I don't know anything about him, so I'm just like. Great, we're here. Just chill, I guess. <sighs> um, yeah. so this is the first question is from Braden. Uh, uh, is is as a how do you say it? Nakov GDH. If, if like Schmitty, you remember Woody, right? That that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yes. Which team has the best prospect pool, and which team has the worst? I think I have two answers right there. I have. I have me. I yeah. have my first answer for best. I don't know about worst yet. I have to think. Oh, I know um, worst is us. I actually got, I actually got a few, like a couple. I would say. I, I think LA, I think I know worst. I would say I LA and Minnesota for the best. We put Minnesota. So hold on, it's got a really fucking good prospect pool, man. Okay, so you're going Minnesota best because I was gonna say, man, it, it's LA there Minnesota. too. You know, what? I'll go. <laughs> If you're going Minnesota worst, I was gonna have to hit you. It was like, no, wow. no, my worst, my worst is I'll hold it close to my heart. I got it for later. Don't worry. The one I said isn't even the one I was gonna say. So. I think I know worst. I think I think I have one for best and worst. So Pierce, I you're worst. I was gonna say the Blackhawks, but then there's other teams. Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's a good one for sure because they have like they only have Samuel Poulin and who the I, 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 I think it's I think the top two is Poulin, Laguerre, and then that goaltender. Yeah. That's it. That's all I have. Bloom, I think that's their top three. And yeah, it's a you got like a, a two line left wing, a third line right wing, and a baby fringe goalie. It's not a. It's not. It's not great. But we'll see. Who knows? Pittsburgh pulls. Guys, Pittsburgh is good. Yeah. Like Chicago is bad, yeah. and they have a bad prospect. That's not. Good. That's not a good place to be. Which what's is why pick, they're technically the best. My best. Well, no, Pierce. What's your pick for best? Because oh, you get worst. Oh, I already said LA and Minnesota are the best. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were sticking with those. Yeah. Okay, Schmitty, what's your worst and best then? Okay, so my worst, mine's a tie right now. Because I, I was originally okay. going to say Washington. Because I think Washington really does have a terrible prospect pool. And one of I my best Washington friends is a Capitals fan. I never hear the end of it. So yeah. I know they got a terrible prospect pool. Absolutely. Like, it's literally just LaPierre and McMichael. I was going to say, I think it's just those two. But Maybe Alexiev. Maybe Alexiev. Maybe. I think those two are better than anybody Pittsburgh has, so it might be a fun discussion. Exactly. So, like, maybe they're not the worst, but, like, they're pretty bad. So, like, I was thinking that, but also at the same time, like, Tampa doesn't have fucking any. Fuck, that so, was my pick. Oh, that was going to be my pick. Okay, <laughs> okay so. So, Mark always gets on my case because of how he overrates Tampa's prospects. And uh, I don't necessarily think they're bad. Who the I fuck think is Maxim Kavacic or whatever. The, they, Maxim Kavacic, whatever the fuck that dude's they have, yeah, they have Maxim Kavacic, and it's like, okay, he's maybe a third liner. And they have, I'm trying to remember the other one, it's like Gabriel Fortier, and it's like, okay, maybe he's a third liner. The only one that really stands out for me is like a Jack Thompson, and he might be a f- uh, fourth defenseman or a third defense defenseman, but he's got a long way to go. Um, 
after that, it's so bare. But that's what happens when you're a cup team. They traded Nolan Foot. They haven't Ooh. had a first-round pick in 17 oh, years. No, they yeah. have no prospects since they went back to the back. The funny thing Cubs. is they have a first-round oh, no. pick this year. So it's just like Boston when they don't have another championship. Wait, how do they have they a first-round pick this year? Because they only traded their 2023 and 2024 picks for Chicago. They traded their next firsts? I didn't. I yeah. thought it was this year's. We got, that 2024 first is going to be the best conversation topic. That you guys are getting Aaron Kivy Harvey with that pick when they end up falling apart. Don't even know who the fuck that's that top is. 10 protected, that is. Bro. That is oh, it's top 10 protected. Yeah, Kivy which Harvey. is not it's not gonna happen. It's never gonna get to that point. Where so right is this year, Mitch Coffin Bedard are next year. Kivy Harvey is the next year. It's three yeah. years from now. <laughs> I, didn't know. I, I knew fan, about Cole Eiserman. That's the only dude I knew about. When you're a Sabres fan, class. you get used to looking five years in advance at prospects. You're scouting. Oh, wait. We're so probably gonna be the Kivy Harvey draft class is the Eiserman draft class, right? Yes, that would. That's the year okay. after Ryan Bedard. Okay, yeah, because I I know about Cole Eisenman just because of the prospect pool NHL yep. twenty two thing I use. So, yep. <laughs> um, who, who's your best then, Schmitty? Okay, so I've been thinking about this because like there are some prospect pools that there's quantity and then there's quality. Quality, right? yeah, yep. And that's the big thing you have to what, fight. What do you value? Yeah. And I agree with Pierce to an extent. LA, in my opinion, probably has the best prospect pool in terms of quantity because mm-hmm. they have enough chances to hit on those top six guys. Mm-hmm. In terms of quality, though, mm-hmm. y'all are going to love this one. I absolutely am. It, it really might be New Jersey. Like after this that's year, a, that's a good one. After this year, in terms of quality, mm-hmm. like I know everyone's like they're second last in the league. They fucking suck. Blah 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 well, they're blah. They're supposed to suck though, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. All they need is a goalie, and they're already where the Blackhawks are. Mm-hmm. Minimum, Absolutely. minimum. Because they got what Holtz. They Hughes, haven't. They're, Ty Smith. Can Mercer. I? Is there a way I can look up team save percentage real quick? Because I just want to see how bad their goaltending is. It's got to be like almost sub nine hundred. Jersey, I might be able to. I might only be able to find you like just their goalie savers. That's fine. That's fine. Because like I, because like obviously Blackwood's been out. Bernier's been hurt. Goalie wise, my god. Okay, it's bad. All right, listen up. Their best goaltending save percentage, Jonathan Bernier, nine oh two. Next, (laughs) next, Mackenzie Blackwood, eight ninety four. Nico Dawes, eight ninety three. John Gillies in 17 games, 882. Andrew Hammond in two games, 783. Oh, Jesus. That's so funny. Oh, oh, my God. Might- Jack, Hughes was- Jack Hughes probably wasn't even hurt. He's just like, I'm done. I don't, oh, want, to I don't want to do this shit anymore. I want to, I want to end the season while my penalty minutes are at zero. <laughs> right? You might, have, like- yeah, you might have listened and said, wow, Jonathan Bernier at a 902 is good. Yeah, he's played 10 games. Nico Dawes and Mackenzie Blackwood have played 23 and they're under 900. That's terrible. Oh, Especially Blackwood with everything. God. But to be honest, it was a tie between New Jersey and Ottawa because I really, I really like yeah. Ottawa's prospects right now. Yeah, I you know really what? With, with Sanderson and Bernard Docker. And, and I like Thompson, Thompson too. Yeah, like, I, I think Thompson's really a player. Good. Like, Pinto, when Pinto gets a chance, he's going to be Pinto a player. And I, Batherson I, was a stud before he yeah. got hurt. Like, yeah, are we counting like by prospect pool? You're talking okay, like, so I'm, prospects at the I don't beginning know if of the year. Like a young yeah. core. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm going off of that because I'm okay. sorry. My so, my like yeah. thought process on prospect is 22 and under. 
that's what okay, I'm mine, mine's easy then because like I was thinking like some of these guys have made the team. No, I'm not thinking of like 18 year olds, okay. dude. I have okay. not looked that so, hard. So Rockets. mine's easy, and it's probably because I've watched them so much. I'm going the Sabres, dude. The Sabres kind of got because they, they, like, they got Krebs, two, they got yeah. two elite goalies in their if you're, if you're counting guys on the teams, do you at Krebs, Cousins, Quinn, uh. I can't even think of his name. He just got power. Dolly might be a little too old Paterka. to count, but Paterka's there. Uh, Ryan Johnson was a top defenseman in college. You have Portillo and Levi UPL still there. They have a still first. This Samuelson, year. They have three. They do have Samuelson. They have three first this year. Like uh, I think the Hockey News rated them number one prospect pool wise, and they have three firsts and a second, and then a first and three seconds next year. Um, they have so much depth to it. They have guys like. Uh, Weisbeck and Biro, who just came out of college, who are like over 50 points in the AHL in their first year. It, it that to me is one of the better ones because you have not just quality, you have quantity as well. If you're going for guys who, who haven't made the team, LA is a great show because I think they might have the two best guys currently not in the NHL with Byfield and Clark. Both of them are standout. Minnesota is also great because Wallstead, Lambos, Boldy, and Rossi are all so fucking. I have just read the stupidest tweet ever. I want to read this out. Please do it. This is from at the Oakleaf. So, Darren Drager originally tweeted this: Toronto Maple Leafs prospect Mike Nice is back in Minnesota. He's expected to connect with the Leafs in the next 24, 48 hours. No decision has been made on next season, although he senses is he's leaning towards staying in school. TBD. This is from at the Oakleaf. Somebody needs to talk some sense into this fucking quick kid and quick. Next tweet. Hi, we'd like to offer you a chance to play on the crown jewel franchise of the planet's top league of the sport. And you play alongside of one of this generation's greatest talent who is about three day, fucking days older than you. Um, I think I want to take my degree in philosophy. <laughs> 144 <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Tell me that's a Leafs fan. Yeah, Please, for the love of God. That is literally all I got to say, you know what? I know we, I, like I always do, bring it back to the Blackhawks. I fucking love Kyle Davidson for fucking up Matthew Nice's whole prospect development by a single fucking name mention. Because I'm sorry, the second this dude stays a year in college, everyone's going to point fingers, and I can't fucking wait. It's going to be so much fun. Like, people are already fucking going hindsight 2020, like, oh, we should have traded for Flurry. It's like, oh, well, you should have given up that first, bud. Sorry, mm-hmm. how's that first round exit against Boston going? Like, Jesus. <sighs> I'm sorry. Like, I, you know I love ending off the show. Like, I love this. Austin Matthews. <sighs> I love seeing him succeed. I love seeing Mitch Marner succeed. I love seeing all this. But, man, 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 man. It's always been the fans for me for Toronto. <laughs> Oh, it's having yeah. it's never having team. It's never having team. lived in Toronto. It was never like, oh my god, I hate Phil Kessel. What a fucking what? dick! It's their fans who would tell you after an eighty point season how he's the best winger in the league, and you would just look at them. And they be like, called him the best forty goal scorer to never score forty goals, and they're going to have a sixty goal scorer on their team now. Yeah, Think but it doesn't that. matter because Phil Kessel is a hot dog, man. He's the best. It's also, just their, not only, their only fans. The, their fans, and as somebody who has not just lived in Toronto, who's also lived in Calgary now, um, their fucking media is the absolute worst. Because even out here, it is nothing about any other Canadian team but Calgary and Toronto. And it's just... Dude, Edmonton's pretty place. bad, too, but it's nowhere even close to what Toronto is. Not even fucking close. Oh, God. And anyway. like, I can I tell because I follow those Canadian networks and stuff. So I see what they're posting. It's all mm. Toronto. It's all Toronto. Um, 
an underrated pick back to what we were talking about earlier for worst prospects pool. And it's only because they only have one guy. And I think he, it's like with the other ones, it might be Colorado now. Cause I think it's just new hook. I ask what happened to Martin Kaut? Cause like, I, I think he's, he's just really soured on everything. Th- I think he's just not developed how they imagined, which okay. it happens. He was just a, a, like a, a second or third round pick. It's not all of them turn out, but like they traded Baron, they traded Hellison, they trade like Byron's hey. up now. So Barry like, had that sick ass goal. He did. That was a nice like, goal. All they have is new hook and he's playing and like it, it's really after that. It's fucking bare. Like they traded John, Timmons. They traded all those guys. Yeah, even John Luke Foodie is like kind of falling off a cliff too. It, yeah. It's just it does not look great. Hey, they have Dylan Sakura. <laughs> have Dylan Sakura. Twenty goals and forty assists. I think guy. that's a reasonable number. Hey, in the AHL, maybe anything's possible. I think um, it's a reasonable time to end this off because we're, we've hit three hours, and uh, I don't want to. Like I, I love having this conversation, but like I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I feel bad. This Who is the current best does. goalie prospect? The correct answer is obviously DiPietro. No bias. Drew <laughs> Camesso and Arvid Soderblom. Oh, it's clearly. It's a. It's Jesper Wallstead. Sorry, no, I can't. I, even know, mean, I want to say Devin Levi. It's Jesper Wallstead. Though he's so fucking good. Mm. I feel like you. I feel like our prospect. Perspectives are different because I still think Spencer Knight's the best prospect because he's not a goalie yet. He's not. I'm super low on Spencer Knight because I'm super biased against anything Florida. I get it. No one likes Florida. I get it. I get the agenda. Jacob, what do I always say? I get the agenda. Push the agenda. I get it. I know. He's going to be so good. I just can't stand that fucking fan (laughs) But yeah, Pierce, if you'd like to close this off, right ahead. Again, yeah, I didn't mean to. Like, this is another three-hour show we've gone with, with Jacob. I did not intend it to be two oh, hours, but, but here we are. Legal, I love it. Yeah. Um. Thanks for for tuning in, everyone. Uh, I've, I, Schmitty, you've been saying this. Like, people like listening to longer shows. Like, I remember recorded the yes. three-hour show with uh, Jacob. It was like it's already in our top ten most listened to uh, episodes like ever, and we've been doing this for almost two years now and by the way on tuesday will be our two-year anniversary oh, oh shit God, that's no amazing way. i love that that's awesome I so we gotta that. we gotta find a way to record for that day because that's a that's a special day if we can oh, yeah. figure that for out sure. but, yeah um yeah thanks for tuning in uh i really don't know what else to say <laughs> <laughs> it's been three hours we hope you had fun love you all yeah. god bless god bless <laughs> Oh.